This episode is sponsored by our friends from Silver Cross Subbury. Silver Cross Subbury is your local store for quality home accessibility equipment. They sell the following products stair lifts, curved stair lifts, porch lifts, incline lifts, wheelchairs, power wheelchairs, walkers, scooters, hospital beds, just to name a few. Visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue or call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any health care inquiries. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon To stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon Now come on people, live with me where the light has never shown and the hornets flock like hummingbirds Speaking in a foreign tongue Isn't my life, isn't my life, isn't my life, my life Isn't my life, isn't my life, isn't my life What is going on everyone? Welcome to episode 77 of Behind the Bench Now I'm going to break it down for you like this, okay? The episode should have been out yesterday, yes Yes, it should have. And you're going to see what happened. So basically, to break it down for you, we lost half our recording. Thanks, Zoom. <laughs> Thanks, Zoom. Zoom's a joke. A joke. We're getting a studio. I, I, we and we, and we pay studio. for this stuff, too, Jim. I know. Like, and it, don't get me going. I'm gonna lo- one day, I'm going to go on a hunt to find this lost file. And we, we may just make it an episode on its own. But anyways, we lost half the episode. You'll see what happens basically around our BioSteel performers. Our actual recording is there, but we're here now. We're recording the first half once again. This is take two. Now, Tom, I think this is the second time we've had to record twice. Uh-huh. And it was when we did uh, Alfred and... Uh, that and one was Hawkins. worse because it's that an actual interview. A full like hour and a half interview. That blew. Yeah. But anyways, um, folks, we're here for episode 77. Paul Coffey. And uh, I, like I mentioned last night, fellas, Sergey Shaleg of the Sudbury Wolves played for one year, Belarusian, what he used to call him, Shalak, because he was terrible. Um, but anyways, um, we're here. The boys are here. Um, I'll send it off to Mason Monet, who's had a hell of a couple of weeks. What's going on, brother? Yeah, I think I've seen every sport possible in the last few weeks. I was over in Toronto working at the... Uh, National Bank Open tennis tournament. Got to watch Serena Williams play, Bianca play. It uh, it really blew my mind how these girls just rip that ball. Uh, The serving by Serena is unbelievable. And the venue at Sobe Stadium, uh, top notch for spectating, at least tennis in in Canada. I've only been to the Aussie Open, and that's definitely a bigger venue. But I was was quite impressed with uh, what the stadium looked like. And then I was over in Ottawa working at the CP Women's Open. So a lot of uh, lady sports this week or this month. And yeah, it's it's humbling. The girls hit that golf ball a lot further than me. Uh, I got to watch the crowds form around Brooke. It it did give off, not Tiger vibes, but everyone's at the course looking to watch one player. You know what I mean? Like at, at least at the Men's Open, Rory has a crowd. Corey Connors got his crowd like. There's things going on, but at the, the women's open, everyone's there to watch Brooke. And when Brooke finishes, then they'll go watch the leader. They'll go watch Nellie Corda, Jess mm-hmm. Corda. They'll go look for those players, Lexi Thompson. But the Ottawa Hunt Club was in top-notch shape. The backshop guys were awesome there. All the Golf Canada Partnership team were great. And, yeah, now I'm home first time since the four-club challenge. That was the last round I played at the Idlewild, I believe. 
and first time on the pod since I took it over after not getting an interview for that win. So good to be back. Do you guys want to talk about that round of golf at all? Or are, are we so far past that? It's a month ago now. Uh, we talked about it, HM. Uh, we, we, did we talk talked about it. About you guys talked, but I wasn't our, here. What I will say is you guys both putt better with the wedges than you have. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, yeah. Same with JP. I don't think so. I, well, I think so. Because your wrists were less involved in the uh in the wedge putting um mace had driver and i think if i had to redraft i would take driver as well um mm-hmm. just hit the ball further than everybody you're the last guy to hit every time if you hit it good um and yeah like i think we mentioned a few pods ago about mace telling mace to hit driver on two that was the worst mistake i made i should let him hit iron um but yeah that was a but it is what it is um tommy What's going on with you, brother? Yeah, pretty pissed off with Zoom. I'm hearing all these same stories again, like 12 hours later, but uh, or 24 hours later, whatever, 20 hours later, whatever it was. Uh, but things are good. You know, we had a, it sucks. This does it does because it's like it's not the same reaction. But uh, what was I gonna say? The Arcals concert gym. We went uh, two weekends ago now. Unbelievable experience. A great time. All your best friends right there with your, you know, arguably our favorite band. Uh, we're what? Touching them two row two people away. Oh, your favorite band yeah. is the Reclaws, Tom. No, <laughs> every summer I rotate. <laughs> no, no, you know I'm a big Arkells guy. I had the lively tournament. Did not shoot the 73 like Shabino did on day one. I was 75, followed by a nice Sydney Crosby day two. Uh, celebrated a Saturday night with my brother getting a hole in one, his first ever. I wasn't even in the same group as him. Uh, he was with actually Matty Barube. So we had some fun that weekend. Things are good. Summer's done. You guys are going to school next week. Uh, it's crazy. So. Other than that, can't complain. It's good to see you guys. I think I think we have to do more rush versions because Tom just gets to the point in his. Well, I'm hungry, great. man. It's dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a um, great dinner. I got salmon going right now. Spanakopita. You know what that is? Chum, a little oh, spinach pie. Over. Yeah, yeah. Game yeah, yeah. over. Spanakopita. Yeah, yeah, so I'm excited. Um, we're like following last uh, the last recording to Tira here. This is amazing. Um, Roberto Bagnato. Tuning in from, uh, we have a little car cast happening today, and you want to talk about a month and a half for someone, Roberto Bagnato, back on the podcast. What's going on, brother? Boys, what's going on? Uh, live, <laughs> live from the road. Um, had to. Uh, I'm actually also uh, about an hour late. Uh, talk about Tom's two minutes with traffic. How about an hour to get from? Ottawa downtownish area to not even uh, to Canadian Tire Center. So imagine oh, on a, a Senators game day what huh. that looks like. But um, yeah, sound great downtown. Not, anyways. What what a month and uh, what an intro we had yesterday. I was my gut was busted as a uh, as you guys were going through intros. But um, yeah, the last month I've had is absolutely crazy. I think it started in. Ottawa, then went to Sudbury, then Toronto, to Sudbury, to Toronto, and now back to Ottawa. Um, putting on way too many kilometers on the vehicles, but it is what it is. Um, I had uh, Baz's wedding, so um, officially got uh, another sister in the family with Karen. So congrats to Baz and Karen on uh, on getting married. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago in August. It was so awesome to see all the family, a lot of which we haven't seen in a long time. We just haven't had a wedding in our family in a very long time. And so plus COVID too. And uh, we had the benefit of having some family come in from Italy too. And so 
Um, my two cousins, Rocco and Fabiola came and they're around our age too. So we had a little bit of fun downtown Toronto, downtown Sudbury, um, took them around, went to Niagara Falls for a day as well. And so we had a great time. You know, actually my parents are going for a wedding out in Italy next weekend and they're going to be gone for a month. So Bagnato family is putting on the miles, but honestly, a really, really great end of the summer. They need a host sitter or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kids might have a little fun in Garson. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh man. That's unreal. Roberto. I'm Tim, what about you? Full rider, man. Full rider. Uh, Florida was insane. Florida, as the uh, Floridians like to call it. <laughs> um, boys, the heat was unbelievable. You walked out outside and you were instant sweating, 30 seconds sweating, sweating like crazy. Um, the American air conditioning hits different. That's a guarantee. You walk in, it's refrigerator cold. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, hell of a trip. So we did Universal the first day and uh that was our first day kind of getting used to the heat a lot of people got heat stroke a lot of people didn't last the whole day i made it the whole day but i was crab walking near the end of it um just gassed um and did all the uh did all the fun rides and and all that stuff it was uh no that that was good um universal had these virtual rides okay so it's like the the screen and you're in the car and the car moves. So you're not like on an actual physical roller coaster. Things just moving you around. Not good for people with motion sickness like my buddy Ryder. Um, so Ryder hammers gravel to go on an airplane or to go on a long car ride. Hops in this Simpsons ride with us. And he's already feeling not too well from the last couple of rides that were very similar. We hop in um, and it, the lady goes, okay, uh, anyone have motion sickness? And all of us turn to Ryder. And uh, Ryder goes, yeah. She goes, well, you, you might puke on this, Ryder. Like, all right, here we go. And he's sitting, he's sitting beside me. Um, so we go. And this thing is jolting us around, jolting us around. It, it, it felt like an actual roller coaster, but, like, there was tons of movement. Like, it was crazy. So the first 30 seconds, I didn't look at Ryder. Then I look over at this guy, and he's got his hands down, looking at the ground, just shaking, shaking, breathing hard. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to blow. And I and from, from the entire ride on, I just started watching Ryder. I was kicking myself laughing. Um, I felt bad for him, but I was I was dying, that, like how funny it was. And it got to the point where he was leaning over the edge, and I'm yelling, hold on, hold on, Ryder. He's going to blow. He's going to blow. But he made it through. Makes it through, and the first thing he does is run to the washroom. Fair enough, 100%. Go. Go do what you got to do. But he goes to me, he goes, I'll get me water. I said, 100%. You just did that right. I'll get you whatever you need. So I get the water for him. But he doesn't come back for 20 minutes, so I thought he was, like, really in one. I, I almost had to go back and check on him. But he comes bombing in, looking, like, green, green like the Hulk, and wears this, like, Kitty, wearing this kitty hat that he bought for like 40 US dollars because he got heat stroke. So instead of coming back to get the water, he bought this kid's hat, which was unreal. Um, another note I have to make about America, water is more expensive than pop and water tastes awful. 
So very thankful to be in Canada for that. Also, Walmart, guys. I've never seen Walmart like ever, like anything in my life before. We pulled up to this Walmart. It was Saturday night, 10.30 p.m. And it was Game 7, Raptors, Warriors, packed. People running, people yelling in Spanish and English, any type of language you could have ever seen and heard in your life. People just buzzing all over Walmart. So we get in and we're just like, let's get in and out of here as quick as possible. The the Uber driver go just give us the have fun. It's always like this at Walmart. All walks of life, 1030 prime time Saturday night in Orlando. Crazy. But uh, yeah, no. And Disney Magic Kingdom. Has anyone gone to Magic Kingdom? No. No? It's a it's a bucket list. You have to go. Um, what's, maybe... what's the difference between Magic Kingdom and like, is that just Disney World? Is that just another? It's it's like the main one. It's the Mecca at Disney World. There's Epcot on the same premises. There's Animal Kingdom uh, there as well. But Magic is that Kingdom. Is like a zoo? Yes, Animal Kingdom is okay. a zoo. That's so I've, I've only been to Disneyland in california right um that yeah that's a little bit different than than magic and this is like the mecca magic is whatever you feel magical when you go into this place apparently so i know the rides were a a ton of fun we hammered space mountain a couple times you guys gotta do it once in your life for sure um and yeah i think that's about it we golfed a ton played 36 holes almost uh every day that was a baby Oh, like a baby, but it was early mornings. Like waking up at seven in the morning was like the worst feeling in the world. Like just <laughs> you felt Velcro to the bed and you're like so warm because the air conditioning is just blowing. It's like 50 degrees in our room. Yeah. But uh, the golf was amazing. You don't get an appreciation for flat lies until you go play somewhere like Florida. It was just, it felt like you're just playing on turf mats the entire time. It was amazing. Um, found my game found my game i really thought i was gonna like really take a step away from golf for a bit uh after that run tom remember how many times i just you know poured on to you about i just i was done with golf but no uh found a game my seven days in utopia in florida and it was good it was good so uh yeah it was an awesome trip with uh with the great people and mason and i are moving uh to north bay next week back to school back to school I move in, uh, well, you'll be listening to this Friday. I move in Saturday. Mace, you're coming down when? Monday? Monday. But uh, going back to your Florida trip, was uh, didn't you meet someone kind of funny? The What's his name? Your new friend there that works at the golf course. The starter? Huh? Tim? Yeah. Yeah, so Tim actually got saved in our in our recording. Uh, Tim came a little bit later. Um, so, <laughs> so as you listen to this, just wait. Just I think it's just after the BioSteel performers. Um, you'll you'll hear uh, our boy Tim, who's absolutely electric. Um, yeah, I, there was more Florida talk for sure. As we, as uh, I, I listened to it this morning, so I made sure I got all the bases covered. Um, but yeah, if if no one has anything else to add on into the intros here, we can get going with the BioSteel performance. Okay, Tom, who is your BioSteel performer of the week? I think it's a it's a it's a. Someone else's as well, but uh, Jacob Bird, good friend of mine, grew up playing hockey with him. He got on with my Toronto Maple Leafs as a video analyst, so he's gonna be doing a little bit of hockey ops there for them. Uh, hard work actually does pay off. This guy grinded, I think we all know what he's done with the Wolves. Uh, basically, did it for at zero cost. Um, 
his future is bright for this kid. He knows. I, I told this story on the other recording. He knows every player in every league. So, you know, hard work does pay off. But uh, he's a very talented, intelligent uh, hockey mind. So, I know his future is bright. If it's in the NHL, if it's in the OHL, who knows? So, Jacob Burns, my biostip performer. Yeah, I feel like we owe Jake Tom maybe a little even more than that. Um, I mean, Jake started with me. Uh, at the Wolves as my intern right after he finished playing and from the start I mean I think we all know Jake and know his character just jumped right into any role that he was given learned the video side fairly quickly learned the analytical side fairly quickly but was willing to do honestly a little bit of everything he was helping out with Subway 5 marketing stuff was helping out with Subway 5 game day stuff too while he was there Um, and I think you look at someone and you kind of go like yeah that he's going to have a career in hockey and, and Jake is one of those guys. So um, as a great friend, I'm, I'm super excited for him, but also someone who was able to work with him is just so well-deserving and just want to, you know, tip the hat and, and, you know, we're going to have to celebrate with Jake when we're all back in town, but um, yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of a dream come true with him, but um, I was talking to him last week. It's, it's the start of a, a very successful hockey career for, for Jake Burton. So kudos to to jake the biosteel i think performer uh of the pod for uh for this epi for sure for sure um yeah if, if i can piggyback i don't think there's many people that would do what he did what he did for the wolves for not a dime you know that guy gave every his heart and soul to that team and it paid off and i told him this right like straight to him he's on the path that cal davidson's been on cal dubas is on this is you know, this is where they started. You know, Davidson started in Rockford. You know what I mean? Like, Birdie's already made a set there. I will not be surprised if – I think he'll be a GM in the OHL for sure. And I definitely won't be surprised if he gets his way into the NHL at some point as a, in a managerial role for sure. Like, it's to me, it's a, a no-doubter. I will not be surprised uh, when it happens. So, uh, yeah, an ama- amazing, amazing guy. Um, yeah, and someone else that I can uh... – text now midweek when the Leafs are down you know like what's going on there like yeah he's not going to give me much info but uh he knows every single player in every single league even when I was like when when I was playing with him on the bus we'd like we'd go back through like elite prospects and I would randomly be like Bertie who's this guy that we're playing against oh yeah you know what he got drafted in the sixth round I'm like Bertie like what like He's like, yeah, his sister played in uh, University of Gu-. I'm like, how do you know? Like, what? Like, do you know her? No. He's like, just knows every single player about everybody. AHL. He can name you farm teams, and it's just OHL guys. That's draft picks coming up. Team. Exactly. So, yeah, I know he's gonna work uh, work his way up, like you said. And OHL GM sounds sounds like, uh, like a Jake no, Burton job for sure. No brainer for sure. Mace, who is your I'm list? I have a list. So we're going to start off quick here. We're going to go with the Golf Canada team, like I did after the RBC. It actually featured a lot of SPAD grads. Uh, So shout out to Lauren Andrews, the head of the partnerships team. But then we have uh, Dave Vladders. I think I'm saying that last name right. But Dave's a legend. SPAD grad from the year before JP or the year after JP. Knows JP, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, What George is on that that team. Then we also had Julia Daniela. Steve Tahale, a uh, spad grad, has a spad tattoo. How about no. that? That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, he has a beauty. He's awesome. I didn't get to see the tattoo, but JP Reigns told me the day after I sent him a picture with him. Um, and then I also met uh, Addison Hancherick. I think I'm saying that last name right. He's a 
I walked by him and I saw his little LU picture on his, uh, his credentials there. Like you go to Laurentian and he's like, yeah, SPAD grad 99 uh, birthday. Uh, who else was part of this? Uh, Craig Sharp, the director of golf Canada. And then obviously Lauren, Lawrence Applebaum, I got to meet all these awesome people. So great event, the CP women's open JP Reigns, name. I think I'd said his name every day while I was there blew my mind. And then the Ottawa Hunt Club was uh, beautiful. The greenskeepers, the backshop boys, everyone had that place in tip-top shape. I got to play it courtesy of yeah. Steve from Madden, Steve Caesars. So Steve's a legend. He's the one that created Extreme Bean. So that's another one of my BioSteel performers. Um, so shout out Steve for having me a part of his group as well. My cousin Red Savage uh, was in the World Juniors, had an unfortunate finish in the semifinals but still an unreal experience, scored a few goals, had some awesome, uh, awesome plays. And then also during my uh, worldwide tour, I saw a lot of positive inception at the uh, National Bank Open. So it was cool to see positive inception there. I saw Missing at the RBC Open. Uh, That was when I saw Troy Savage. I believe that's his name. Boys, confirm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bad guy Um, too, I think. So another Jacob, one of my long distance yeah, cousins Jacob with uh, Jacob Savage, Jacob Savage, yeah. Jacob Savage. Uh, another long distance cousin with uh, my cousin 21. And then uh, shout out the Idwell Centennial Committee that I was a part of, but missed the Centennial Party. The fireworks show looked unreal. And then Griffin Jones is our ID invite junior champion or junior Idwell junior invitational champion. Sorry. There you go. Wow. So there. Wow. Yeah, I haven't been on the show for four weeks. So you're prepared though. Jacob Savage is an absolute beauty. Spad beauty. Love that. He works for PGA. No? Mason might did he did he tell you? I don't know. I I saw that came out. Yeah, no, he I uh, I was missing hat. I was like, hey, this was in June though. He got he got on with uh he's been a he's been a loyal supporter of BTV since Uh, I started that. It's right from the start. Mace, how was that golf course? You were sending pictures of like the rough and that, and like the pin it golf shot. was, yeah, boys. I have Canada. I'll never forget this one shot. Um, I have my scorecard here somewhere. Tough front nine for the kid. Eh? That, that's like yeah, no numbers. I honestly didn't think I was going to break 100. <laughs> um, but where was I? How I much was of it was you in your own head in the course being that hard? No, to be honest, the first. So and you're playing if you with didn't, Steve. don't know, I, I tee off on 10 and I'm playing at 8 a.m. I haven't played a morning round since oh, I don't know when. Like, I haven't played with Dew. I haven't played with Dew on the putting greens. So I actually was le- we're leaving putts short, like really short from the Dew. And they didn't cut or roll them from the day before. Yeah, they yeah. just left it like set up like a tournament. So I, I was being a little too gracious, thinking that I was going to like, you know, just be blowing them by so i had a lot of three putts but this shot i hit on hole three i have the yardage book too i forgot that in my bag i'm sitting in a on a, the back lip of the bunker towards the green so like i flew the bunker but i'm on the lip of it mm-hmm. so i have one foot in and i'm holding this wedge so like the second dimple i'm almost like a mini stick like i'm holding it like up here yeah. and i hit this little chip shot and Jim, I Kevin McClellan would have snapped every club in his bag if he watched this up and down. Like, so then after that, I got I got rolling, had a nice birdie on hole five. That must have I put good. 
Yeah. Oh, and I did the fist pump, Jim, where he dropped the putter. Just... Yeah, your weak, your weak, weak ass fist pumps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I finished eighty-seven. Had the awesome. over uh, eighty-nine and a half. So yeah, felt good. No, and uh, oh, I, I haven't sent you guys my tee shot on eighteen yet, but I'll send I'll send that to you as well. Yeah. Okay. You have other, you have other group chats that you care about more. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's all. Good. No, I actually ran out of data. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, we no. gotta get you on the BTB expense. How do you run on that? No, no, I, I have thirty it's just like gigs. Unlimited now. I no, I have like thirty under gigs unlimited. Thing. Like, no, no, no. What? It's just because I was streaming the the tennis or that not the tennis. Well, streaming tennis while I was at tennis, but also streaming the golf because I could gambling. only see what's happening on hole fifteen. So I'm trying to watch the TSN. They had no TV. See where Brooke up? is. There, no. Not in my tent. Not in my tent. Oh, okay. Oh, but there's that some been cool like, if you met Brooke. I, I tried to actually give her a bio steal, her and her sister, but there's too big of a crowd. But I had two bio steals ready for them. It's like, hey, that bro. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Roberto, who's your performer? My uh, The theme of my bio steal performers is weddings and tying the knot. So he talked a little bit about uh, my brother Baz and, and tying the knot. So he's definitely one. And then the other one is a former guest of the show, Andrew Hyatt, who also got married, I think yeah. it was this past weekend. So yeah. shout out to Andrew, shout out to Basilio, Macy looking a lot like Andrew right now with the beautiful hat. But uh, shout out to the boys on tying the knot. Love poor it. guys. You poor guys. <laughs> Jim? Um, Okay, oh, yeah. I'm, I assume your list is bigger than Mason's. So no, I only got two. Um, one obviously is Mitch Martin, uh, former guest yeah. on the podcast. BTV bump is real. Obviously, it's real. Like he's he's going um to their to their camp uh, tournament, which is awesome for him. So um, it was no surprise, like you said, when he was going to get a a shot, and now he's just made it another level. So congrats to him. That's amazing. My second performer goes to. Uh, starter Tim from Hawks Landing. Um, he was absolutely electric. He was our f- starter on the first day, and he he had a really hard Florida accent. And I'll tell you this, um, he's reading through the rules of the golf course, okay, and he kind of mixes up. He, he skipped over a rule, and he goes, "I'm so sorry, boys. I'm just a little discombobulated right now. There's a convention <laughs> going on at the golf course uh, right now. So I have to come in 30 minutes early. I can't even park it. They, they bring us on the shuttle. They bring us on the shuttle down to the golf course. So Tim was electric. Like he was telling us stories about the course. And, you know, he told us, do not, do not play in a bathroom. Um, <laughs> when, when you enter the bunker, and this is my biggest pet peeve, when you enter the bunker, enter low, enter low, Rake and exit low because the worst <laughs> thing is seeing the top of the bunker full of footsteps. So he was unbelievable. I could go on and on about this guy. So, um, he was making, he called like when you make a mistake, he'd be saying that he's making boo boos. I'm so sorry. I made another boo boo. He was, uh, no, he was awesome. Um, so yeah, those are my bio suit performance. I have a question and I don't know if you want to disclose it. Like, was it expensive compared to green fees from the States and Canada? Like what were you guys? Was it, give me a range. We did a a a three day unlimited golf. So we played 36. I I played 36 holes every day, except for the last day. We only played a team with gas, but the other guys, I had to leave early after 36. They played another nine. So they were like, it was a 45. 
Yeah, 45 in a did day. Did Milan and them, the girls, play too or no? No, they, they did uh, Animal Kingdom the one day that we go. How did you so, play 36 holes and then go to Disney World? The Different days, Mace. We were there for six uh, days. Oh, I thought you were only there for four days. Sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, That's I was going to say. But um, you didn't catch a water park or anything like that, Jim? Uh, yes, Tom, the first day. Yes, the yeah, first you did, day. Eh? I remember you said. Like, the, the first day, there was oh, a, a water, water park parks. right on the resort, so it was perfect. We hopped that. It was sick. It was Lazy Rivers, guys, are like oh. the, one of the best inventions of all time. You just sit there, Just Tim. You run into in people. Chilling, <laughs> chatting You're hitting people. people. Yeah. yeah oh, sorry. All bumping into people. You get angry. <laughs> for Dude, the Lazy River is the chilling and tubing and chums are not the same. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. We never did that after. Chilling and tubing. Oh, yeah. it's a, guys. We do have to do that. We do have to do that. It's the same thing, Jim. Yeah. Same, same, but different. No, it was good. The, the slides were funny. Um, Mean Rider. We're going on the sides, obviously, too. You know, he's he's an athletic kid. And I'm a big boy. Um, so he wanted me to go in the front on the partner tube. And so I'm, I'm hopping in the front. And the lady goes, sorry, sir. You're going in the back. That's so uh, funny. It's so good. No, but it was a, it was a good time. It, it, I Did you go into any tunnels that were like dark and you couldn't yeah, see? Yeah, so like... I was screaming the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Did oh, Ryder yeah. get motion sickness on the? T- uh, no, slide? he's good on like actual rides. It's weird. The shaking. This guy can stuff... barefoot water ski, but can't sit on a Simpsons roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love water parks. Oh my god. Yeah. Best. Um. Okay. Well, let's get into the weekly lift, uh, ladies and gents. And we got big news coming out of Don's Pizzeria. Mason's been spearheading this mostly. Uh, we've chatted about it quite a bit behind the scenes. We have not brought it out yet, but it is coming out now. The boys have an NFL survivor pool presented by Don's Pizza. Come sign up. Mason, give them all the details. Yeah, so we are we should be live by the time you're hearing this. If not, it'll be within a few hours of episode launch. But... Yeah, we want to get involved with the NFL. Uh, Max over at Don's Pizza wanted to do something fun with us as well. So we thought, why not put together a little survivor pool? So what a survivor pool is, is you pick uh, pick an NFL team to win each week. And once you pick that team, you cannot pick them again. So if your team wins week one, then you pick another team to win week two. So you can go like the Rams week one, the Chiefs week two, but then you can't use these good teams again throughout the season so it's all a strategy once you pick a losing team then you're out uh you're done for the for the year but what we're doing is every anyone everyone who enters the dawn's pizza nfl survivor pool will receive 15 percent off on dawn's pizza uh in-person dining on food products and 10 percent off uh takeout uh, not delivery, but takeout delivery is only through the apps right now. Uh, so uh, we have no affiliation there, but you can save 10% on takeout. If you call in, uh, you're going to be a, a member of the uh, survivor pool. So that will be all in the system. We're going to be sending out a weekly newsletter with updates, uh, highlighting our picks, maybe give a couple of recommendations for the next week. Who knows? We're going to have fun with that. But stay tuned for the NFL Survivor Pool. It's going to be twenty-five dollar entry fee, and that you like you'll 
you order Dons a few times, I'll pay your back, pay back your entry fee, and maybe you'll win a couple hundred, maybe a thousand bucks, depending on how many people we have. So it's going to be a winner take all, or the last few people can decide to split it. Uh, it all depends, but uh, we've been talking about the survivor pool, so we decided to run one, and it's going to be awesome. 100%. NFL season. And is it one and done if you if you lose your out? Maybe? Single elimination, baby. Single elimination. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. It's that, better that, that way, Chim, because when oh, you choose, yeah. uh, I don't know, the Chiefs to win week one, they get smacked. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, and this involves me to do some more digging into this sport. I am, more I'm in some more NFL more fantasies this year, too, boys. I got, I got, I, I maybe know like 10 players in the whole league. Yeah. So, dude, same your guy I, to help you. Mace, I need you so badly. I have a fantasy draft on Monday, and I've been like scrolling TikTok trying to find out like who's who. Like, I, I, I would draft like Antonio Brown, like in Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Yep. That's a no on both of those guys. Yeah, but so, and, and, and Mace, since when is Jimmy Garoppolo not number one quarterback? Like, I'm like, the he just signed an extension. Big drama there, yeah. Since the day that the Rams beat them in the semifinal. All right. Jimmy G, like, you can't find a better good-looking quarterback that's actually good. Like, he's the Trey man. Trey Lance is nasty. Yeah, he's a good. The new guy pick. is nasty. Yeah. But I would have picked we'll him. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Football. So we're going to have a new football segment on the show. So we'll oh. chat about the football the week that was each week. Uh, who's eliminated so it'll be a nice little addition to this uh to the show are, are we doing max entries like are we like capping at 25 50 like we're just gonna take as many as we can uh as many people that want to join yeah okay no uh cool. no limit to entries you can have as many as you want Good all stuff. right looking awesome. forward to this awesome and that's good it's through yahoo right mates i don't know if you correct that. yeah correct okay. awesome awesome good stuff and i'll okay, have really? a google form be a just like our out. yeah just like our tickets and on uh, yahoo we'll have, have a, a day mace Good stuff. Okay. Love it. All Love in one it. place, baby. Awesome. Um, okay. Let's move on. Um, the World Juniors happened, guys. Uh, you know, we kind of – there was not much coverage from many people. I mean, it was the summer World Juniors. It, it did not hit the same at all. Um, There's, like, no one in the stands until the finals, really. Um, So what was everyone's take on, on – World Juniors, did you get to catch much thoughts, questions, concerns? I watched all the USA games. <laughs> they were the late games, so I did get to watch a lot of Red Savage. Unfortunately, they lost in the quarterfinals, which that's yeah. tough. Mason did say yeah. semis, but it was quarters. quarters um, yeah. Red looks good. I caught it, like like you said, the late games, a little bit of that. What was I going to say? Connor Bedard. Connor, Connor Bedard. You yeah. NHL teams can look good in a Habs jersey. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, he's going to be a Chicago Blackhawk. That's uh, that's going to be <laughs> number one. That's the that's the you know how they called the Shanna plan. They called the David plan. That's that's what they're calling. Imagine he goes to Arizona just to play in front of five thousand people. Yeah. And then and then him and Matthews team up in a few years. That'd be wild. And all the university girls all over Connor. Anyways, what was I gonna get into? I was gonna say something else. I lost my thought here. Mason McTavish in overtime. So oh, that's what it was. That was ridiculous. I that I, game was good. That final game. Yeah, was that really was good. good. At least that the third period. We landed in Florida. We flicked on the TV and overtime just turned on. That was the the craziest overtime hockey I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. And Mason McTavish, like, it was, like, Finland had the game, had the game multiple times. And the guy kind of, like, fluttered it. McTavish legit stripped it off the goal line. 
Why and do like, I always feel like every World Juniors, there's like that one player per team that's just like so memorable. Like I'm thinking Eberle. I'm thinking, uh, who was the guy in the shootout? Was it Johnny T? Tavares, Johnny, no? No, uh, Taze. Taze. Taze, Taze. Like I'm just thinking. Very like, Price. Yeah, yeah. And the black pads. Sorry, John, to cut you off. Yeah, Mason McTavish for sure. Um, that like he it boys against men. Like when he's out there, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and there's gonna be a lot of returners coming back. Um, couple guys, Jack Thompson, former Wolves, Sue Greyhound, uh, one Ryan O'Rourke, captain of uh, the Greyhounds, one too. So, um, and, congrats to them. Yeah. And I'm yeah. happy that Jack Thompson got to play in the World Junior. He wasn't gonna be on the team because the Wolves had COVID that time. So, uh. It was good that they got the tournament in. By no means did it hit the same way. Yeah. Uh, like boxing. There's no, there's nothing. I was, World Juniors is made for boxing. And it was, that's apparent for sure. I was texting little Giroux actually today. And I guess all, obviously all the OHL camps are starting up. He got uh, to wear the gold medal because uh, what's his name? Othman played for the World Juniors too. And yeah. he's on, on plays for Flint. So I guess he brought it back and showed some of the boys. So Zach sent me a few photos in the, uh, in the gold go. medal. So it was pretty cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, let's keep going here, boys. Um, the uh, PGA Tour FedEx Cup uh, Finals came came to them with the Tour Championship. Um, just saw a whole lot going on. Live Golf. So Live Golf has now taken half of the past major winners since 2016, I think. Um, which is wild. But anyways, um, the Tour Finals is unbelievable. Rory coming out of nowhere, taking it for Scotty, just exactly what the PGA Tour needed, I think. Then out of some some random guy winning, it was those two guys dueling it, dueling yep. it out. Um, yeah, it was crazy, crazy. And I, what I was gonna say, the coolest part uh, for me watching was when Rory went up to Scheffler's dad after and said, like, you know, your kid deserved this type of thing. And I thought that was like a very cool moment. And um, Rory, That's like, corny. what do you mean? I thought it was like pretty cool. I don't know. That was like like the Macklemore sending Kendrick Lamar message. Yeah, after you're the not a Rory like, fan then. I thought this. it was good. Yeah, like, I I don't know why you'd say sorry to the dad. Okay, maybe I, I, not I, apologizing, I, he just but like his should... son, his son just choked away thirty million dollars. Okay, maybe oh, not Scott, apologizing. Scotty made it a lot of money. I mean, it don't matter. He won. What? Okay, maybe not apologizing. Let me back this up. Maybe if he would have just said like, you know what, he's had a better year than me. Like he deserved. Yes, he is the player of the year. Yes. Okay. Maybe not the apologizing part. Rory to me is like he's got to be top th- like five in the last twenty years. Chim, no, like he's his resume. I saw it a tw- like a tweet about it. Like he needs a masters. He needs a he needs masters. a masters bad, and that's it, right for him. And he has all five. Yeah. All four. Yeah. He needs four, a masters sorry. bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Um, I meant I said five. Relax there. So, live golf. Um, kind of like right after t- took Cam Smith number two in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of other players. No, Matsuama though. Yeah, he was offered right. apparently three to four hundred million dollars. They, yeah. they took um, my favorite calls Harold Varner the third. Just saying, like I couldn't turn up the money. Like he was the guy that like just yeah. said, <laughs> I financially there's no way I could have turned this down. Like so. Shout well, out to him. Matsuyama say no to 300 sheets. Chim, like, what would you do to say no to 300 sheets? Like, I don't know. If I was that good <laughs> at golf, if I was that good at golf, I, I think I would turn it down. Yeah, this is what he said. Um, Harold Varner, it's very easy to get in a situation where 
you do what everyone else says you do. It's pretty bad when my wife is like, F everybody, do what you want to do. Wifey wanted it and that money too. That's like, come on, come on. Um, Here's where I think Gary Player said it the best. Out of anyone that's talked about live golf, here's his quote, which I I think he he also backs the Saudi golf, like whatever it is, like Golf Canada would be like Saudi golf. Gotcha. So he's he's not tied into it, but he's not opposed to it. For sure. So this is what he said. How can you ever be a champion playing a tour with 54 holes and no cut? It's a tour for people who don't have confidence in their future. This That's number one right there. They don't have the confidence that they can be winners. And finally, on, on Cameron Smith, he said, here's a young man I really thought was going to be a superstar. Now what sort of future does he have? And I think he nailed it on the head. Yeah, he did. You know, all these guys that are cashing in on their past, fine, whatever. But these young guys obviously don't see themselves playing at a high level in the future or, or winning lots in the future. That's you to know secure I mean? that money, right? Yeah. To secure that money. Um, and Harold, Harold Vaughner is like a salt is like, I'm pretty sure he's like a top 50 golfer. Um, you know, so he was in contention at RBC. Yeah. Yeah. He wears those Jordans. Yeah. Nasty. Chasing, chasing yeah. the bag. Right. So Cam Smith, number one is the, that the biggest, the the biggest yeah. gut punch for sure. Is him going at legit the top, the top of his game. These guys now, I live golf. They don't practice as much now. They don't care as much. So, like Gary said, like the only thing that would suck is if a live guy ever won a major, and then it's that's like, gonna well, happen. Eventually, you know, it probably will happen. Yeah. But look at Phil. Like he's shooting a million playing live golf. Like, he's legit, done. He's shooting a million. He's done. He's done. You know. What so. I mean? Any chance of him winning a U.S. Open is out the window. You guys know I don't look at an episode planner, but are we going to dive into the uh, Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy uh, thing that they're just releasing? Did you guys see that at all? You you could touch upon it a little bit. The stadium uh, series. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I thought. Sick. I, I thought you guys knew more. Idea. That's why I was going to ask. Like, yeah. do you know more? There's not much details out. Like they're doing a three v three Monday night Monday night show. Sick. Like it's televised too, eh? Yeah, but it's it's through Sims, like it's a simulator type stuff where they play in like actual courses. I, it's no, like it's, they go to a baseball diamond and yeah, hit into a simulator, I believe. Yeah, oh. I thought it was like fifty yard chip shots. I don't even. Know I, I'm before. sure there's. That's what I mean. Like, there's still like a lot of deals to come out, but like the the favorite, my favorite thing of all this has come is that one meme where it's. Um, yeah, Jay Monahan, you can copy my work, just change it a little bit so the teacher doesn't find out. And then it's just the PGA copying exactly what Liv just did in terms of like money that all these other special events. Well, they had to, right? Like, no choice. Felt like, like something oh, was here's, here's an extra, what, billion dollars they just pull out of the couch. Yeah. It took someone to push them, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. Um, Mace, CP Women's Open talked to us, uh, Obviously, uh, it was a, a great tournament. Saw Nelly wearing the Chicago Blackhawks jersey. I thought it was cool yeah, that they, they were wearing jerseys out there. That's sick. It was really cool. Lexi, not Lexi Thompson, but um, Lori Kane put on a Leafs jersey. So it was Lori Kane. She's Canadian golf legend. Uh, it was her last go around. So fun seeing her shoot uh, to our par, par three. And yeah, guys, honestly, these last two PGA events in Canada, if you guys being golfers, you got to go see them. It 
it is spectacular. Sunday, I think I would rather watch from the couch though. The crowds are just too big. You can't really see anything. I was yeah. I was sitting pretty on 15. But then again, I wasn't going to watch whole 18. Like I couldn't see anything. So we were just watching from the phone with the seven second delay. So we knew exactly what happened before seeing it. Um, honestly, yeah, just go. If these events ever come to your town or near you, make the effort. Tom, Tom can speak to it too. It, it is awesome. The Golf Canada puts on a show. And next year, CP Women's Opens at Shaughnessy in Vancouver. I will be there. And the RBC is at Oakdale, I want to say. I will confirm that. But love it. Great events. Paulo Rado won. That was her first, yeah, uh, Paul, first ever. LPG. First ever. Yeah. Then uh, Naren Ann was uh, buzzing around leaderboard for a bit. Nelly Corda, who's yeah, second, I, T second. I tried to pitch Audi Canada or yeah, Audi Canada yeah. on the Corda sisters before they were massive. And now, like you should see the girls, and not just girls. Like there was young boys and grown men following these guys, like these girls around the golf course. It, it, it felt like there's a bigger buzz around this, especially with Brooke Henderson being from the Ottawa area. It felt like a bigger buzz than at the RBC until the Sunday when Rory was really kind of running away with it. And Brooke is, she is Canada's darling. I, I think if we were to redo that Canada draft, I would have to think I'm of her in, in that because yeah, it, it blew my mind of how much support she had and all the Canadian golfers. Uh, you had Maddie, Alana Sharp. Uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on, but uh, we got we got more things to talk about. But check out the CP if it's ever in your town. Won't Love disappoint. It. And awesome. we might get a caddy on uh, from. That'd be wicked. CP. Uh, stay tuned. Awesome. Sounds good, Mason. Um, okay, let's go into some hockey news now. Um, Subaru Wolves decide to go with the Espanola Paper Kings as uh, their official affiliate. I would say it had to have shaken, a, you know, turn a couple heads, uh, I would believe, you know, because there are the Subaru Cubs here right at home. Um, so, boys, any thoughts on, on this? Espanola Paper Kings, new name, now their affiliates. I feel like they are just riding some momentum right now. Like, does it really matter? Like, the affiliate, like, can any, like, yeah. uh, one of our buddies that plays for the Cubs want, like, they can't call them up at all? It, it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because you have, like, if you're the Wolves, they have players all over Ontario, right? So, like, from my understanding, it's more of a, a, a sign of faith with, like, the official affiliation. Um and typically it has to do with your like 16 year old cards. Um, so if as an affiliate, you kind of reserve your own, um, should go back as like a junior A team. You can only have so many 16 year olds on your roster. And so um, you reserve those spots for your affiliate more often than not. And that's why you do see a lot of turnover with affiliation. And I obviously don't know the reasoning why, Sudbury has is moved away from the Rayside Cubs organization and, and kind of moved their affiliation to the uh, Paper Kings. But what I would expect are, I think it's three card, 16-year-old cards, Tom. 
mm-hmm. you know, three. And uh, the Cubs have one Wolves player and then they have two Colts players, I think, or Colts drafted yep. players as their yep. uh, 16 year olds. So that's my inclining is that kind of ruffled some feathers there with the Cubs not willing to take three 16 year olds from the Wolves. However, the 16 year olds on the Cubs next year are really solid players like that nolan newton kid's gonna be really nice for them too so interesting it's definitely interesting kind of disappointing from like a Sudbury community lens but hey not really privy to some of those conversations between yeah uh gm papano and and gm clancy so Uh, what i have to say about it is um yeah you can say it could have been the cubs whatever else but to have a junior team from the Norwich affiliated with an OHL team, it gives those junior players something to look forward to to maybe get possibly called up to that team. Um, you know, because there's some teams in the Norwich that I believe don't even have an OHL team affiliated. So it's like, I'm not saying what are you playing for, but sometimes you're like, you're on there and if you're having a really good season, maybe you get a sniff if that OHL team has a few injuries. And you saw a lot of guys from the Cubs go up last year. This because, year for sure. Yeah, because yeah, the Wolves were down like 10, 12 bodies at one point. Um and speaking of the Sudbury Cubs, there is one guy that I don't want to say. I'm going to be my own insider here that they're going to be getting, and he's going to be a nice player. He's going to probably be a top five player in the league. So once that comes out, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. I've, I actually – that, that was, who I'm thinking of, Tom? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I played a round of golf with him right before I left. So scene. you know, you know. If you know, if you know, you know. It's going to come out soon because, uh, you know, there's camps going on right now, so – I'm sure yeah, it, yeah. it'll come out pretty soon. Get through the word work for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we flow into uh, Wolves training camp started. Um, nothing too crazy. I just want to go through uh, their schedule here. So September 1st, which is, uh, as you're listening today, 10.15 to 11.45, Team White plays uh, Team Green. And 3 to 4.30, Team Blue plays Team Green. And September 1st from 10 to 12. Team Blue plays uh, Team White. Everyone seems to be very happy about Nathan Villeneuve, um, how he's looking right now. Um, but, yeah, that's basically uh, about For, uh, it. Yeah, Ferran's surrounded at that Instagram page. He looks like such a happy sure. kid out there. But, and sure. also Ben Leeson and all those guys, Tom, uh, Thomas Mercier, too, back in the building. So uh, I saw some of these guys' tweets coming out. It looks like they're happy. And it's all it's the best one. The Wolves rink repaints all the lines. It just makes it look so fresh and clean. So happy yeah, for and, these kids. And they're getting their new uh, score clock coming in. I w- if it's not in by now, it's it's going to be in soon. Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that'll be uh, exciting. And um, I saw him yesterday because he was a call for our softball team. Matty Mayu, assistant goalie coach of the Sudbury Wolves. Yeah, big, big ups to Matty. Big ups to Matty. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's on the ice with their goalie coach there, helping out the young the young Bucks goalies. So putting his two cents in, but he's doing, uh, yeah, happy for him. He, he grinds his uh, his privates and whatever else he's been doing the last few years, and he got on with the Wolves. So happy for him. He could have been a performer too, but uh, you know, once we yeah. see some goalie success with the uh, with the Wolves this year, and then we'll give him a little tire pump. The Wolves should be nasty this year. They should be. If yeah. it's not, if it's not to go, if it's up, deep, it's up, it's up. <laughs> if it's if it's not a deep run this year, it's while well, it's at least making it past the first round this year. The year after this is should be like win now, I would say. Um, but they are loaded right now. I would say with offensive talent for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not too keen on the back end. 
Um, but I'm sure that there's players in the woodwork. Um, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Their so, goaltending should be vast improved. They have like the Joe Ranger that they brought in as their OA, but I didn't see him. I don't know if you guys took a look at the training camp roster. I didn't see him on the roster, which had me kind of curious. And they only had four goalies in uh, yeah. the the roster that I looked at. Um, I don't know. Typically you have five or so, but um, so I wonder if it just, you know, couldn't make the weekend, something going on, wasn't feeling well, but uh, I thought that was a little bit interesting, but if Rangers playing well, they have a young defensive core, but I think they've, they still got some big bodies like Nolan Collins is due for a really big season after being drafted by the Penguins. So that should be interesting, but up front they're they should outscore most teams in the league. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. Quinton Musty. That's the number one guy that's got to have a big year this year is him. It's been a, it's been a slow start. I would say, um, but he is young. So I think uh, if any year it's a, this is a huge year for him. Um, and the twins, I met the twins at uh, the RBC. They're they're gonna come bring some some size to the wolves. Twins? There's twins, yeah. Yeah, they drafted twins this year. I can't remember the last name. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, they're ready to come on the pod too. I talked to them at the tournament. Okay, yeah. Well, let's set it up. I think sides tweeted out that these. These two could turn out to be the Pelon Twins 2.0, which, like, that, that would nice. be exciting. Th- those favorites. are still, like, my favorite two players to watch from, like, oh, yeah. when I was there. So fun, Just both of those guys. Fantasy galore, just hitting yeah. everything. I remember when I was younger, I had a tweet out, and it was a tweet was, like, I would kill to see the Pelon Twins in the World Juniors. And I think both of them uh, retweeted as like the highlight of my Twitter career. Um, <laughs> either that or the Arkells. Uh, yeah, you've had a good Twitter. Maybe I, we should get you to run it, not Mace. Jesus. Well, you supposed, run the Twitter. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, okay. Uh, with all the Wolves talk, this leads perfectly into our interview. Our interview today was with Scott Miller, uh, Wolves, uh, part of the Wolves historian crew, um, who wrote um, Leading the Pack, uh, 50 years of Subby Wolves history um, book comes out September 24th. We dove deep into everything about writing the book stories, and he's got an absolute gem in there too. So with that, let's send it off to Scott Miller. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are veering out into the world of writing today and book publishing. This guest has been hard at work creating a very unique book for the subject community. For the 50th anniversary of the Sudbury Wolves, this person has taken a deep dive into the team's rich history. And his book, Leading the Pack, 50 Years of Sudbury Wolves History, hits the shelves September 24th. We can't wait to read it. Please welcome Scott Miller to the BTB Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, boys. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Scott, what's up? What's been the past you know, few weeks been like for you getting ready to launch this book? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, uh, it's, uh, should be coming off the printer any day now and um, just kind of lining things up, uh, getting the different events, uh, you know, in line uh, with the launch on, on the 24th at uh, the Beef and Bird. And then I'm going to be at the home opener on the 30th. So, no, it's been exciting and just kind of getting things organized and planning uh, the next few weeks once it's released. Awesome. Good stuff. How much like promotion is is around this type this type of uh, like th- this is one of once a lifetime type of book. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the promo like? 
Yeah, there's been there's been some, I mean, you, you guys are part of that, right? And I appreciate you having me yeah. on for that reason. Um, so just been doing, uh, you know, trying to do podcasts, things like this. Um, you know, going to have speak with some local media like uh, Sudbury.com, Sudbury Star. Um, uh, going to be at uh, like the Sudbury Market. I think we're going to do something at Chapters. Um, so there's been a lot. I mean, it's really gearing up now because, you know, I've been posting a little bit about it. But now that it's kind of really, uh, you know, just a few weeks away, just sort of gearing up and making sure people know about it. And, you know, if they're interested, hopefully, hopefully buy it. But, uh, no, it's been cool. It's my first experience with this kind of thing. And then looking forward to when it's finally released and, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, aren't one of you guys or both of you, aren't you moving to the North Bay? Yeah. I, Mason, I, Mason, I will be in the Bay. Yeah. I kicked them out of the city. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, because I'll be in North Bay on October 1st at the, I guess there's like a Coles there at the bookstore. Cool. So like I'm even going out of town for stuff like that. And I think I may go to Toronto at some point, but um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. If you're in North Bay, October 1st, Coles from one to 4 PM, I'll be there. Boom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's hundred percent. Yeah. I'll talk to me. So that's, that's good to know. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Don't worry. I won't be offended if you don't come. I'm just, I'm more, <laughs> he, he'll be offended for sure. Yeah, I know. It'll be, you know, hung over for whatever you end up doing Friday night. <laughs> I, I, doubt, I doubt I'm your priority, but I'll be there. I I guarantee I can guarantee you I'll have a copy of the book no matter where I'm 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 so Thank you. pumped to, pumped to read this yeah. thing, um and let's get right into it like what made you decide to write a book for the 50th anniversary of the Wolves or how did the opportunity come about for you Scott? Yeah, so um uh somebody you know um Mark Hulberg I don't know yeah you took Beauty. a few classes yeah no absolutely absolutely exactly yeah so. I took a number of classes with him, and uh, one of those was uh, the history of Northern Ontario. I think you maybe took that. Did you I say took you took that one? Yeah, I took because I sent yeah. him. I sent him an audio clip of you boys talking about him, and yeah. he, he appreciated that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for that class, uh, I'm sure it's still the case. You can basically write your an essay on whatever subject you want. So I did it on the the Cub Wolves uh, when they won the Memorial Cup in 1932. I still have a copy of that essay, so it's something I've always been interested in. Um, so then around 2019, Mark, as well as Mike Canito, who I know you guys know as well, yep. who um, actually wrote the forward for the book. Um, in 2019, myself, Mark, and Mike, because I was a teaching assistant for both of them when I was at Laurentian, um, you know, I consider them friends now. We were going to do this as like a group project. Obviously, Mike, uh, you know, his background uh, with the Wolves and, and Hockey 365. So it was going to be like a, a team sort of project. Um, but before we could even really get started, both... Uh, Mark and Mike, it turned out, uh, they said they were just too busy with work and family and so on. But they said if I wanted to go out on my own and do it as a sole author, I could. So uh, went from a, what was going to be a group thing to a sole project. Um, like I said, Mike uh, wrote the forward, um, which was very nice of him. And, and he read a, you know, an initial draft, as did Mark, uh, just to provide some feedback and, and stuff, which was helpful. So um, but that's sort of how it came to be. Um, you know, in a sense, uh, I wrote an essay, uh, like, almost 10 years ago and then now I have a whole book so wouldn't have expected it this way but it worked out and um, I'm excited to finally uh, see it released and hear what people have to say yeah no cool. doubt. so first question I got for you Scott take us through the research process like what did that entail for you yeah so I mean it was pretty daunting especially once um, I realized it was just going to be me because you know initially we were going to divvy it up by era and you know that's that's a lot different than um, you know doing a whole thing by yourself um, so, I mean, I generally went chron uh, chronologically, so I would just go back to like the beginning of really the beginning of Sudbury and then sort of when hockey, people started playing hockey here, like the first sort of hockey clubs that predated even the Sudbury Wolves. 
um, because, you know, we're celebrating 50 years, but I'm sure a lot of people wonder, you know, then how are we celebrating 50 years, but we've, you know, the Wolves won a Memorial Cup in 1932. So I, even I didn't really fully understand that. So I started there trying to figure out, you know, what were the Wolves prior to the, the team that we're celebrating here? Um, and then how did we get that team just for context? And then sort of just worked my way forward, um, spent a lot of time at the, uh, on the microfilm at the library downtown and during COVID when they had limited hours and you had to keep a mask on and, and it wasn't exactly enjoyable, but um, just sort of sifted through it from there. And then from, uh, you know, other things too, I mean, it, it has a narrative structure, but uh, you know, as sports fans, you guys know, like stats are a huge part of that. So um, before I could, you know, when I would go season by season, the first thing I would usually do is uh, look at how the Wolves even did that year, see their record, you know, if they had a good record, that that's, you know, an indication of, you know, they probably had some of the better players in the league. The coach was probably being well-received. Fans were probably showing up a lot. So you can kind of tell a lot of what went on before you even start reading about it. And then I would look at, you know, different franchise records, um, you know, see if in a particular season, you know, for instance, uh, Rod Shutt scored five goals in the game and then so did Mike Foligno years later and then Paul DiPietro years later. So you want to highlight kind of those franchise records when they come about. Um, and then, yeah, really just going through the articles and, and reading – as many sort of Sudbury stars, uh, Northern life, uh, newspapers really across Canada, any mention of the Sudbury wolves, I tried to read it and incorporate it. And then, um, with interviews as well, I got to interview a few people and then I would, based on what I had known, ask them questions and they might tell me things that I didn't necessarily know and, um, sort of incorporate their, uh, comments and stories into the story, into the, the book. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there wasn't like a super, uh, you know, I didn't have a particular formula, just kind of, went through it uh, year by year and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it turned out uh, pretty good. No doubt. Okay. I got, I got chills. Like Love this it. is Love yeah. it. That's sick. So, <laughs> the so, first time I ever heard anybody say that about like, you know, like before this book, I'd written a few articles about uh, like just mining history here. And, right. so, and usually it's just like glaze over. Like, I do not care. Why would you even spend time doing that? <laughs> so it's cool to cool to do a subject that people are actually engaged with, you know? Well, For sure. Chimino, you're a diehard Wolves guy. You went to like every game, like 100. And that that's why I'm 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 so excited to read. And I I learned with history class too, and I'm sure Scott can attest to. Like, would you say this is even more reading than actually writing, especially like the history of the Wolves? Well, for sure, because I mean, yeah. it's um, you, it's all you have to know what you're writing. You can't just start writing with something yeah. you don't know, right? Like you can't like what do you write? You don't know what the you you have to you have to read first to be able to to write it right. It's not like uh, you know fiction, for instance, where I mean I don't even know how that works, but you know where you kind of just can make it up, I guess. Um, but no, yeah, no, it's a lot of reading and having to fact check. I swear to God, I actually had a dream two two weeks ago that I put in the book that Ron Dugay was dead, even though he's not. <laughs> and then it was like a nightmare that everyone's like, how did you make such a mistake? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm sure there's probably, <laughs> I'm sure there's probably some very minor thing, but in, in my dream, it's like, how did I, why would I write that Ron Dugay was dead? Yeah, yeah. Dating Sarah Palin, which is kind of hilarious. But um, uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's a lot of research and then going through it, but it's an enjoyable subject, right? It's not like it's like 100%. about right. some of your, you know, it's something I'm very interested in, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, in school where you know you're kind of having to research a topic you don't particularly uh, care about that's a little more grueling um so it was it was genuinely enjoyable so i think that made it a lot easy easier as well so take us through a typical day uh scott during the writing process itself yeah well i mean i would um god 
was there a typical day? I mean, um, you know, initially there was a lot of groundwork of, you know, the biggest thing was going through, um, kind of going through all the eras uh, of the, um, going through all the sports articles. So kind of collecting as much information as I can, uh, gathering that. Um, and then once I had all that gathered, it was really just going year by year. Okay, today I'm writing the, because it's divided into 12 chapters. Each chapter covers roughly five years. Um, so we've just been, then each, each chapter, I, I literally, I go through every single season. Like there's a summary That's of it. So cool. Yeah. yeah I, I'm like, it's not, it's not like the book itself is a little over, you know, just barely, you know, a little over 200 pages. So there's a lot there, but I didn't want to write something either where it's like an excessive amount of detail, but yeah. every season gets covered. So I would just, you know, okay, today I'm writing about the, you know, 1978 season. Okay. Who was the coach? Uh, you know, did they, did they make the playoffs that year? If they didn't, then I know, okay, that's probably going to be, you know, a lot less to cover. Um, were there any records? Who was their captain? Who were their, you know, notable players? Who got drafted after that season? I, you know, I, I try to talk about that when I can. Um, and just any other interesting stories that might come up about, you know, things that, you know, like the wolf on the wire or, um, you know, it's just stories. that It's not just a pure, like, I try to make it when I can, not just a pure recap of, you know, they won this many games. He scored this many goals. They fired the coach, you know. So I, I tried what I could to incorporate those stories. And, um, yeah, and then it was just sort of writing on it and, and uh, writing and when I had the opportunity, whether it be, uh, you know, in the evenings after work or uh, on the weekends. And, I mean, uh, I wish I could say there's, like, a formula that I could show you, but just kind of, like, you know, just kind of figure it out and, and manage your time and um, just get it done. And I had a deadline with my publisher, so that kind of helped me frame things. Like, okay, like, I should get this many pages done by this date because blah, blah, blah. So uh, just kind of happened. And um, it adds up quickly, though. So all of a sudden, I have, you know, it's done. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of my scattered description of how it went. Yeah, cool. And and you mentioned like how you broke broke down twelve chapters each around five years of, of an era. So, of those stories that come up, like the wolf on the wire, do you go a bit deeper into the, those? Like, because there's, uh, the, I'm, I'm sure the amount of stories from the <laughs> wolves, Hades are, are are unbelievable. So, how, how deep do you go into those stories? Yeah, like nothing like depending on the nature of it. Um, nothing like too crazy. It wouldn't be pages, yeah. or, but depending on on the topic, I might. Uh, you know, I got to interview, um, and I won't read, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep it general because I hope people, you know, will read it. But I, I spoke with uh, Joe Bowen because he started his um, broadcasting career uh, on the radio here in Sudbury. He's from Sudbury. And uh, as well as Randy Carlisle, who was a defenseman for the Wolves from Azilda, obviously uh, went on to have a, a great NHL career as a player and coach. So I spoke to each of them separately. And Joe retold a story. Joe Bowen retold the story about after they had won a big playoff game, I guess they went for a big dinner and they had the the owner's credit card. And he sort of told this story of how Randy Carlisle and another player, I believe it was Dave Farish, kind of went over the top and like ordered like a bunch of pies and steaks and like just ate a ridiculous amount of food. So I spoke to Joe Bowen first and then I brought that up to Randy Carlisle. And he's like, he, he tells that story all the time. Like it was not that much. Like, yeah, we ate it. He's like, yeah, we ate <laughs> Yeah, he just like so just cool stuff like that, like hearing the story. Yeah. He's like, yeah, whenever I'm we're on at a banquet, he'll like tell that story. And like he's like, Yeah, like we ate a lot, anyways. Just just stuff like that. I, I when they came up, I would try to put in there. I, I enjoyed that story. Um, but uh yeah, and then just I mean, um, you know, just things I thought people would find amusing, you know, as a fan myself, what would I want to read? And I would just go from there. Awesome. 
you you mentioned Joe uh, Bowen, obviously Carlisle. Were there like the notable, like obviously those were the notable Wolves alumni that you obviously interview. But did any like anyone else surprise you at all, Scott? Or yeah, well, like I've uh, you know, obviously I get this. Yeah, that's a question people ask. Um, one that maybe isn't as recognizable, but I thought was pretty cool was getting to speak with uh, Bud Burke, who was the original okay. founder of the Wolves. So he's uh, in his early 90s and he lives in Ottawa now, but he brought the team here in, in 1972 um, because the current franchise, as I cover in the first chapter, but uh, they uh, they were from Niagara Falls and he relocated them here. He bought the team and relocated them here. So I got to speak with him. I got his contact through a family friend uh, who's related to him. So it was, I, I guess that was cool because I, I wouldn't have thought, you know, not too many people live till their early 90s. So to be able to speak with him was pretty cool and, and get his perspective. Um, so cool from what he remembered of those early days and he was uh and I tried to capture that in the book and everyone I spoke to you know Randy Carlisle Joe Bowen anyone who knew him he was uh you know quite a character in his day and had would have like very public feuds with the Subway star um because I guess the Subway star would like maybe write things like criticizing ownership or management or whatever it is like journalists do and he would he would get quite uh, upset and would publish things in a, an opposing newspaper you know criticizing them he would ban the Subway star from uh, coming to certain games and things like that. So, and then even speaking to him years later, he, he still, you know, that sort of sense of humor at some moments still sort of shone through. So that, that was probably somebody that I think was neat to speak to just because of, you know, I, I didn't expect it. Cool. That, that, that is, uh, that is sick. Um, what, what were, what were some other favorite parts of, of writing the book for you, Scott? Uh, what were some other parts? I mean, speaking with people, I think just, uh, I don't know. I learned a lot. I mean, a lot yeah. of this stuff, I didn't necessarily know, um, you know, uh, I've really learned a lot doing it. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, like the years prior to 1972, I didn't really fully understand, you know, what the wolves were and, you know, the teams that we had and, and what they did. So I think learning that was, was pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, that was enjoyable. And, and now I think getting to share that with people and, um, speak with people and share what I've sort of learned, but, I mean, people are going to get to, by the time they read this, they'll have all the information I have. I might be able to remember the odd thing that I didn't include in the book, but you know, this is kind of it now. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I look forward to hearing what people have to say and maybe in 50 years when the hundredth anniversary, someone else will go to write the hundredth book and they'll think, you know, I'll read this one just to kind of, that'll be their starting point. So um, yeah, I don't know, just seeing it come together. I mean, I enjoy writing. So the, the actual process of doing it, I enjoy, but I'm yeah. just like, happy to see it finally be finished and um yeah finally come to an end it, it seems like it's never going to happen and then here we are so yeah no doubt um so to the casual wolves fan or, or even a diehard what's your message to them when they crack open this book <laughs> um yeah i mean just I, I hope you enjoy it and i look forward to you know please share your thoughts with me i mean um i don't know i guess if you're gonna roast me uh, uh, go for it i guess but <laughs> I, I think i think i think you'll enjoy it and i i, I hope uh you know, uh, some of the people, maybe some you know older fans who have been there throughout the 50 years. I hope I uh, captured certain things that obviously I personally wasn't there for. I wasn't born yet. So, uh, you know, I hope when they read it, they think, oh, yeah, I do remember that. And that is how it happened or um, things like that. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a, a book I think a lot of people in the community will enjoy. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's all that's all I can really say. I just hope you guys enjoy it. And, and I, I did put a lot of work into it. And I hope that shows. And uh, yeah. The, enjoy <laughs> 100% love that and more of a writing question like how do you deal with writer's block like let's say you get stuck one day or 
or what like <laughs> it gets frustrating sometimes like tom tom writing an, an essay was like oh. a nightmare. it was a nightmare oh. so so yeah, i can imagine was... writing 200 pages of a book so how, how do you deal with it yeah i mean i don't know like i don't say this at all to be like um like a flex or anything I, i've never maybe it's just because what i read about i've never dealt with i guess like hardcore writer's block i feel like that's harder for like in my opinion it would be for like fiction because i'd be like well, what do i say like i'm just making it up like i don't right. i don't do here right whereas like i find with history it's like well it's all there for you to discover right like you it already happened you just have to sort of find it so maybe if i'm having trouble though wording something either just in my mind that's a sign my brain needs a break so i'll take a break or instead of writing just try to read it's like okay i don't really know how to say this maybe i should read a little bit more and it'll kind of come to me i'll find out how to word it um but yeah, I mean, I, I can't recall ever dealing with, at least for this project, like hardcore writer's block. I think maybe in university when there was a subject I didn't enjoy, it was just procrastination. And I would tell myself it's writer block, writer's block, but I just didn't <laughs> want to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, um, that would just be it. I guess take a break and or do some more research. And other than that, uh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> hopefully you break through. Love that, love that. Um, and how did you come up with the name uh, leading the pack, I think is like the perfect yeah. title for. for the That's book. a great. Yeah, no, it is a great name. I wish I could tell you that uh, as I had some some sort of genius idea. That that's when when Mark and Mike and I got together. That was kind of the title that had already been selected. I, cool. I assume one of them must have came up with it. Maybe Mike, um, and I just stuck with it because I liked it. So um, I guess I'll get an assist on that one. But uh, I remember <laughs> like that was the, that was the or they'll get an assist on that one, but. Um, that was the default title and throughout I thought oh maybe I'll come up with something else but honestly over the two years I worked on it nothing else better sort of came up so I'm like might as well stick with it and no I agree I think it's I think it's a good one um, and uh, I think it will kind of draw people in so um, yeah I didn't even really I didn't even come up with it it was just sort of that was already the uh, tentative title and I just never changed it yeah no I think it was I think it was a, a right idea not to I think it was a per mm -hmm. perfect perfect name um, <laughs> In this book, is there a lot of Jersey talk about the Wolves and, and the logo, like the history behind it? Like, you know, I, I do. I am trying to bring back the Black Wolves alternate <laughs> jersey. I am really trying to bring it back. So do you do you touch upon uh, different jerseys and, and logos during this time? Yeah, well, I heard your I heard your clip about that. And then you mentioned that oh, we'll have him on. So like I was like pressures on. I better look into this. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so there is mentions of the Jersey, as far as that black Jersey goes, I couldn't find anything specifically. I know. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. No, but I mean, the way, I mean, I guess you got to think about it. It's like, even when the NHL comes up with new jerseys, like it's, it's probably hard to say who came up with it. Right. It's yeah. like internal. And then they have probably, I don't know, I guess graphic designers and so on. And then they just pick it. I don't know if you can say like, oh, this person came up with it. Um, as far as the jerseys in general, <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, before they were the blue and white, uh, Sudbury jerseys were the green and gold. Um, and that even dates back to like 1920 when you had these teams that were called the Sudbury Wolves. They weren't the current team, but um, apparently that started because, you know, there's various little um, like uh, local leagues at that time. Yeah. So then uh, I guess a bunch of guys were then had come together to form this like all-star team and they called themselves the Sudbury Wolves to compete for, I think it was the Allen Cup. Um, they all happened to play in town on a league that wore green jerseys. So they all had the green jerseys and they're just like, okay, I guess we'll wear green. So it kind of started as like an informal thing. And then, you know, started a tradition of, of teams from Sudbury wearing green and then gold. And um, as far as the logo itself goes, uh, I've heard, I didn't really include much in that because I couldn't find anything concrete. I'd heard from somebody, you know, in passing saying like, oh, so-and-so's daughter designed it. Well, 
I'm not going to put that in the book because that could just be hearsay. Yeah. Um, there's also there's also a theory I had heard that somebody thinks if you look up the uh, it's a Disney cartoon from like the 1930s, uh, The Three Little Pigs. If you look at the the big bad wolf in that movie, it kind of looks like his face kind of looks like the wily wolf with the teeth and stuff. So there's a theory that maybe it was loosely based off that because that was a pretty popular film, um, you know, uh, classic sort of Disney cartoon. So there's that theory as well. But again, nothing concrete I could think of and then uh, that I could uncover, I should say. Um, and then in the late uh, 80s, when uh, uh, Ken Burgess purchased the team, one of the first things he did was changed uh, the he changed the colors to, to blue and gray and white. And uh, his saying at the time was, whoever heard of a green wolf? You know, there's there's no such thing as a green wolf. We'll make it a gray wolf. And I believe also his uh, business at the time, he, he passed away, but their corporate colors were blue and white and grays. But uh -huh. either way, yeah, but I mean, either either way, like I, I do think as much as I do like the green and gold, but I think it does make sense that sort of the gray, have a gray wolf, like what an actual wolf looks like. But I don't know what the plans are for the season, but I agree with you guys that I would like to see, you know, more throwback, you know, a couple games of throwbacks and uh, degree old and, and did it too so uh, yeah exactly, exactly. Do, yeah. yeah the Sioux mentioned throughout the out the book too actually there's um there's a book about the history of the Sioux greyhounds um and apparently they it goes that they got their name because some coach in like 1919 wanted to name them the greyhounds because they thought a greyhound was faster than a wolf because i guess they knew that we were the subway wolves so the greyhounds only wild yeah yeah so the greyhounds apparently in there, you know, a book written by a guy uh, was his name Frank Sarlow. He was part owner of the team at one time, so I mean, he wrote it. the The rumor or the legend, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, the legend is that they named it that as sort of like a as a, like a jab at Sudbury. But like, who cares if a greyhound's faster? Who do you think is going to win in a fight? You know what I mean? I don't know why I took that so personally. The guy said it a hundred years ago, but I didn't think that was a that uh, clever of a thing. But, anyways, uh, that's uh, a little greyhound's history there. Interesting. Absolutely. I I might be the last team or player to wear those black jerseys because i know exactly where those are scott i don't know if you want to steal them with me but i know exactly where those black jerseys are <laughs> no well uh because <laughs> yeah i think you had said that you had to wear them when you were playing triple a yeah uh, so we wore them more than the wolves didn't i and I, I like even on the team at the time I, I couldn't even believe that we were doing this i'm like why aren't they like why aren't they wearing it but anyways. yeah that's pretty cool yeah i don't know maybe there's some rules with like how often they can wear alternate jerseys i'm not yeah, sure maybe i even yeah. think like beyond the 50th season like I mean, I don't know why, like, every year they don't uh, wear those green jerseys at least once. And, like, you know, especially when they 100%. were to play. Yeah, if they played a team like the Sioux, like, they've been we've been rivals with the Sioux Greyhounds for over, literally over 100 years. Like, why not have, like, you know, the handful of times we play the Sioux each year now, why not one of those games, you know, throw on the, the both teams throw on the throwback jerseys. Like, that would just be kind of a cool thing. Uh, but anyways, these, these are, it's easy to say all these ideas when you're not actually running it. But yeah. No, I agree with you guys. I'd like to see some. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure the Huff's got plans to do that yeah. to sort of. Now that being said, would you change their current jerseys right now, Scott? Or like, would you obviously want them to see them go back to green? No, no, no. I think it's. I think they're great now. I mean, like changes in like every team sort of alters like the sleeves or things like that. But right. no, the logo and the color scheme are great. Um, you know, the with the. I know it sounds like stupid, but like the blood on the teeth, like there's not a lot of. Uh, you know, I think that's been like grandfathered in kind of like the, the sharks or whatever. Like I think a lot of sports teams don't want to put that stuff anymore for whatever reason. So no, I wouldn't want to change that at all. And uh, I, uh, I think, and I know you guys will ask this question a lot, so I might as well answer it now. You'll ask people if they should get rid of the, the wolf on the wire, if there's a new arena, obviously not. I don't know how any person can make that argument 
serious. Like, you, that, yeah. Is that is that because somebody says they should get rid of it, or like you're just asking just to confirm that everyone? Just agrees? asking, yeah, because there there was all the talk about the at the time the the ring mm-hmm. moving in. What do you, do you leave it in the old rink, or it was just more of a discussion topic, right? To, okay. To see, and the wolf is undefeated. Like no one has ever said to get rid of the wolf. They, anyone has just said to enhance the experience of it. Of course, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like iconic and it's like a aspect of the, the experience for sure. So, um, okay, good. I, I was going to say, like, is this because someone suggested we shouldn't? Because I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to hear what their case is. It, it's probably not convincing, but I'd be curious. Um, actually, something uh, you guys were asking about interviews. I forgot I had this ready for you guys. Um, if my computer will go, I uh, so I try I. Short story is I uh, ghosted Don Cherry by accident. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. So um, what happened is, so John Don Cherry, and there's a picture of him in there in the uh, in the book. He played for the Sudbury Wolves in the 1960s. Now, they weren't a junior team. They were a, a, a minor league team affiliated with the NHL. We actually had a team in Sudbury that was affiliated with the NHL for wow. four years. It was called the Eastern Professional Hockey League, and then it collapsed but they were called the Sudbury Wolves and uh so we played one season for them and I knew that so I thought even though it's you know only one year and whatever I'm like he's Don Cherry I should at least try so I sent a letter uh to the Boston Bruins and with my information and he called me like six months later but it was from a blocked number so I didn't answer it and I was at the gym so I'm like oh it's just a blocked number I'm not gonna answer it. and then he left me this voicemail and he never called back so I'll play it for you boys uh, hopefully you can hear it. I'll try to move Come on. on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I felt uh, I was hoping he would call back, but he never did. And so unfortunately, I didn't get to include any um, Don Cherry quotes in the uh, in the book. But um, yeah, I have that voicemail at least. So that that is crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, wild. that's yeah. like the Camilo Gretzky story. That that is nuts. Yeah, well, at least though, I'm pretty sure he got to. You know, he ended he up, did, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's you know. crazy that he didn't call back. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. yeah. Yeah, I, I thought just the way he said it, he's like, oh, I'll talk to you soon. I'm like, okay, he's going to call back. And he never did. But I mean, yeah. just the fact that he even called once, I mean, you know, I 100%. guess I, I kind of blew it. But uh, anyways, that's kind of a, a story I kind of forgot when you guys were asking about interviews. So that's um, cool. Though. That's good. With Don Jerry. Yeah. yeah he is mentioned in the book, though, like I said. He's, yeah. He's mentioned a couple times. So um, yeah, but uh, didn't get to speak to him. Uh, Scott, obviously, let's talk aside here. I know you're a big sports guy. Like, who's your favorite sports team? Let's talk a little bit of general sports. I know me and you watch, you know, almost every sport. Shimino says he's a big sports guy. I was going to actually sit on the couch and watch TV. So, <laughs> yeah, no. So, I'm, uh, besides the Wolves, I'm a Leafs fan. I think you are too, eh? And they roast. Yes. Us. Yeah, there we go. Yes. There we go. And, uh, Leafs fan, uh, follow the NFL. I'm a Bills fan as well. And I was a Bills fan just before they got like really good. I swear to God, I know no one will believe you, but uh, believe me when I say that. But, and then other than that, I mean, I, I'd say like I'm a casual fan of like the Jays or like the Raptors, but not enough to really right. have opinion. It's just like, you know, of course, if they, uh, when the Raptors won the NBA championship, I was in Toronto visiting a buddy. So that was cool. 
Um, but really the only sports that I follow like closely enough to, to feel like I actually have an informed opinion would be hockey mostly. And then uh, the NFL. So I have another guy to text uh, when the lease actually maybe went around this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that that's the, that's the goal going into the season. It's not, are we going to win a cup? It's, are we going to win the first round? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, anything I can say about that won't be original. I think everyone sort of knows the yeah. <laughs> recycling the same points and it's like, you know, what, what can you say? Um, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's going to happen eventually, I guess. I mean, the, the Wolves have like a 90 year Memorial Cup drought. Yeah. Uh, the Leafs, what, 50, coming on 60 years, 55 years, I guess, for the cup. And the Bills have never won a Super Bowl, so I just pick losers, I guess. But um, it'll make it all that more enjoyable when, you know, they all win it. Because, they you know, they will eventually. The, the Cubs, what, the Chicago Cubs took 108 years to win a World Series. Uh, the Red Sox, 90-some years. And so I think all droughts. It's coming. Change. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you think about it, like, I'll probably live another 50 years, so I probably will see it. I feel bad for maybe older fans who – you know, haven't been able to see it or saw it last time they saw it, they were, it was in the sixties, but you know, uh, unfortunately that's sort of where my standard is. It's like, well, probably before I die, they'll win. So <laughs> yeah. who knows first round we'll see. One, I got one more general question and I know this yeah. might piss off Chimino, but I was actually texting obviously a good friend of you and to me, uh, Zach earlier this week, I've been right. hearing a lot of rumors about Patty Kane, maybe coming to Toronto. Yeah, now, are you yeah, a fan yeah. of this? Are you a fan of this or? I mean, he's pretty, he's, he's a pretty elite player. I feel like, um, I didn't take those rumors seriously, but now it's like, seems like it's actually, you know, they're at least in the conversation. I mean, I'd want to see what they're giving up for him. Cause I mean, he is older. He's still dynamic, right. but, um, it would all depend on what they gave up. I mean, I don't know if what they need is more offense though, but I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it ever hurts to get a player like that. Like, I mean, for, it would depend on, you know, what, like, have you heard what they might give up? Like, no, I, uh, honestly, I hadn't heard the, of the return. Yeah, I like would those, assume it's, it's, it's a good amount of money going out like Muzzin and, you know, maybe Nylander or something like that, but. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see. And I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, it would be, if it happens, it's like similar to the Tavares thing. It's like, well, once it happens, you know, might as well just embrace it. And, uh, you know, if you, yeah. if you join and you know let's go hopefully it works out um but uh, until it kind of happens i don't know i like i see the headlines like that i'm like i don't know i'm not even gonna read this it's just gonna stress me out or <laughs> you, know, like, you know so uh, let, let me know when a deal is made and then we'll see but um i mean i like kane i take him in my fantasy pool like almost every year which i know sounds funny but like i do really like him as a player so um that would be exciting and, and so i guess we'll see fingers crossed i guess gotcha. eh? yeah gotcha Good stuff. Um, back one more question before we, we go to the fast five, Scott. Um, obviously, you've covered 50 years of the Wolves, basically almost 100 years of the Wolves. What do you think on the latest edition of the Surrey Wolves? Does this team have what it takes to, to snap that Memorial Cup streak? What, what do you think about them? I think they're really good, honestly, and I'm excited for that just as a fan and like the timing for you know the 50th anniversary as well as you know. Um, this book coming out. No, I think they're going to be really good. I mean, I haven't looked enough at other rosters to see how they stack up in terms of like, they're, I, the guy, I think it's pretty certain they're going to make the playoffs. Like, I don't think that's a, that's a doubt. They have Goyette, they have Musty, they have, uh, you know, a number of other players. They got that goalie who I think is going to be really good. Um, so no, I think they're, I think they're, it's not like, you know, they're a playoff team for sure. And 
who knows, depending on how it, how it, you know, things turn out, maybe they are in the mix for an OHL championship. And I mean, we always talk about the Memorial cup, but I mean, how cool would it be just to win a Jay Ross Robertson cup? That would be sweet. And, you know, if they make the Memorial cup and obviously you're rooting for them to win, but at this point, even an OHL championship would be pretty sweet. So, yeah. uh, but no, I think they're going to be really good. It's going to be a good year. I went to a lot of games last year. I think because, you know, the year and a half of not being able to go to games, I went to more games than I really had in a number of years. And um, Goya was really exciting to watch and I'm glad to see that he got drafted. So I feel like, you know, a guy like him, I think he's going to have a huge year and um, their defense looks like it's better. And like I said, goaltending. And I mean, they have other good forwards as well. So, no, I think they're going to be good. So actually, I mean, you guys are going to be in North Bay. I'm sure Zach, I don't know if Zach's told you that, like there's a few times like pre-COVID, we did like a road trip to North Bay to see the Wolves play against. Yeah. Uh, and then we would just stay there for a couple of nights and, and go out and stuff. Um, so I did look at the schedule this year and they, they never play in North Bay on a Friday or Saturday night. It's always a Wednesday or a Sunday. So I know for you as going to be a student, that's feasible for you, but I'm not about to take time off work to go. <laughs> to for go sure. Yeah, you know. but otherwise I would have I said like, you know, it's... Uh, I'd like to get that going again with COVID over, but um, uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be an exciting year and, and yeah, looking forward to, to seeing how it unfolds. We awesome. can, we can always go up to Saturday, go to Wackies the night before, catch the Leafs on TV and catch the Sunday game on the way back. <laughs> Head back home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that, yeah, I guess if it's like an afternoon game, that's actually not that uh, it's, I guess it'll be less hyped up because we'll presumably be pretty uh, exhausted, but I wouldn't be against it. I mean, depending <laughs> on <Yeah>. the- <laughs> I mean, maybe we're not uh, yeah, going full tilt, but having a coffee and talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love uh, it. Love it. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, we'll turn over to Tom here for the Fast Five now. Scott, you know the deal. Five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip. Send it off to Tom. Okay. All right. First one. Dream travel destination. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like it's super generic, but it's just the truth. Italy. Okay. Oh, I, I, I know it doesn't look like it, but uh, I, I am Italian on my mom's side. My uh, my, my grandpa was born in Coppercliff, but both his parents were from Italy, so uh, I do have some a little bit of Italian connection. And I just, I mean, I've heard it's such a a cool country to visit. So I guess I'd say Italy. Okay. So I know I know it's the fast five, but no, no, I like the explanation. <laughs> I like that. Um, second one, fave quote or saying to live by. Oh God, um, I don't know if I. I don't know if I really have one. Um, I can, I'll relate it back to the book just because I'm kind of blanking right now. When I spoke with Bud Burke, I mentioned to you guys earlier, the original owner, and I'd asked him about, uh, you know, some of the difficulties he had with, in his opinion, with local media. He felt that they were maybe, you know, portraying him in a negative light. And he said that at the time in the papers. But so I asked him years later, I'm like, you know, what was that that like dealing with the, you know, the local media and, and so on? And he goes, well, I guess in the newspaper industry, you sort of have to stretch this and stretch that. Well, I'm not rubber and I don't stretch. I'm just like, that's like, the, <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm like, that's so cool. I'm like such like an older man thing to say. I, like I would not respond to criticism in that way. Um, I would be, yeah. So no, I wish I could give you a quote. Uh, maybe I like that though. Quote. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I liked that quote. How about that? I thought that, that was That is cool. sick quote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one I got. Who is your biggest role model? Oh, geez. Um, wow. I feel like I'm at like a motivational retreat here. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> uh, my biggest role model. I mean, I mean, both, I mean, I don't like, I don't necessarily think of it this way, but, like in those terms, but um, you know, my parents are, are I know that's a yep. cliche, like 
in job interview answer, but, um, you know, both my parents are kind of my go-to if I, if I have any questions or things like that. So, um, they provide me a pretty good life. So I figure they kind of know, I'd say they know what they're doing. So I, I look to them I like a lot. That. Any, I, like any, I wish I, yeah, that's sort of my answer. Cause it's the truth. Uh, I would say. Okay. Uh, your favorite Subri Wolf player ever, who would you say? Uh, Mark Stahl. Oh, yeah. good so, answer. The 2007 run. I don't know what you guys, you guys must remember that you were old enough. To oh yeah. 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 Playoff MVP. I mean, you know, OHL defenseman of the year and uh, he, yeah, I mean, played over a thousand games in the NHL too, but uh, you know, I would say Mark Stahl. Okay. And last one, Scott, you know, this was coming. Your favorite Subby restaurant. And Mario's. Um, <laughs> I'm not even saying that to continue the, I know everyone says that, but like, there's a reason for that. For um, sure. you know, it's kind of the best spot, I think for really any occasion. Um, and, uh, kind of, yeah, no, I, I'd say Pat Mario's. I mean, there's a lot of good places in town, but you know, if I, if the way I say it, if I ever had someone visiting from out of town and they said, let's go, where would you recommend I go for dinner? That's what I would say. So uh, I would say Pat Mario's. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great justification for sure. PNMs is, uh, is number one all time for sure for us. That's uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, Scott, listen, thanks so much for coming on the pod and, and chatting with us, giving you, giving your time and, and talking about the book. Like, again, like we said before, we're so excited to read it. You know, someone that took their time, you know, um, not doing it full time, but taking time on other day to do story on the walls and, and provide something great for the community. That's, that's legit what this podcast is all about. So we really appreciate you coming on and chatting again. We can't wait to read the book. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be, uh, promoting it for you for sure. Pumping it everywhere. So best of luck with everything and, uh, can't wait to see what you write for in, in the future. So thanks a lot for coming on. No, th- thanks for having me. And, and yeah, I mean, I thought it's a good fit with what you guys are doing with this sort of local podcast and, I'll just say that uh, it's coming on September 4th. There's going to be a launch at the Beef and Bird on September 24th. I guess you'll be out of town, uh, Alex, but from 4 to 6 p.m. It's open to the public. So if anyone wants to come, they're welcome. The Beef and Bird was actually owned by uh, Jerry Topazini, who's since passed, but he was the, the only coach in Wolves history to win OHL Coach of the Year. So it's kind of that historic connection. So I thought it was a good venue. And then um, I have like 50 followers on Twitter, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, Scott Miller underscore 93. I'll be putting different updates on, on different things going on. And you can pre-order the book now on my uh, publisher's website, Latitude 46, or on Amazon or basically anywhere you get books. So I thought I would just let people know that. Otherwise, it'll be out forth and you can pick up a copy right away. So yeah, no, thank you again for having me. And uh, it was great talking with you guys. Awesome. And that was the interview with Scott Miller, Miller Time. As, uh, as people like uh, to say. Um, yeah, it was awesome interview, Tom. Thoughts? I'm excited to get this book in our hands, Jim. Like uh, I mentioned Can't in the interview. Can't wait to read it. Dying to you, read it. You're like a, you were a diehard. I remember you going to a bunch of games as a, you know, us growing up. But um, he put the work in, man. Like, I got, like, chills at one point, him telling the stories about um, finding articles from newspapers from, like, five, ten years ago. Like, just even like all the interviews he did Jim, the, the the previous owner from the guys from the seventies, like he's like in his nineties now that he, he got on o- owner from like way back in the day, way back. Like, like yeah. the first owner, right? Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. So like just his whole story and how much work he's put on like for this book. I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to get my hands on one. So thanks yeah. for Scott for coming on too. It was, uh, I didn't know he was a Leafs fan too. So I'm excited to, uh, Pick his brain about the least too. We, we I mentioned Patty Kane. I want to get into that with you guys. But what was your what was your thoughts, Jim? 
his Don Cherry story was crazy. Oh yeah. Crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was glad that he brought that out for the boys. Um, because that's an unreal story. Yeah, but it was uh it was cool to pick his brain uh, about that. It's not easy writing books like that. Um, but when you're passionate about it, it uh, it makes everything that much easier for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, uh, huge thanks, uh, for him to come in, come, for him to come on, um, and with that, you know, hockey season's around the road, uh, around uh, the road here. Seasons are changing. It's getting a bit colder, but we still got what Tom two months of golf left. Mm-hmm. And what's been keeping us dialed all, all summer long? What's been keeping us dialed? The pin rangefinder. I've been such a good golfer for other reasons, but mostly for the pin rangefinder. Mace was cracking it out at the CP Women's Open. We got it sailed from the Open, I believe. Yeah, uh, I woke up to an email one day or something. I don't know. I was watching tee shot with, through my pin. It was awesome. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> so, obviously, people are hopping on the, on the BTB uh BTB 10 uh, code for sure uh, for pins. So let's talk to you again. It's the end of the season. You still need a range finder. It's a great gift for next year. Um, and you buy it now. I guarantee you won't need to charge it till, till halfway through next season, maybe even longer. Um, so let's talk to you about it. It is the best range finder for the best price. The pin prism um, has USB-C charging cord, slope technology, Pin lock vibration, six-round battery life, auto-optimized display, and a built-in magnet for your absolute convenience. It comes in six different colors. Carolina, blue, green, red, pink, black, and white. Get them now. The best range render on the planet at half the price of any competitor. Stay locked in. Stay pinned, everybody. All right. Mason Monet, I believe it's about that time that we hop into the Corny's Quiz. It is about that time. We're going to do the ad read after, so we're not hitting them back to back. Yeah, I love that. But we're going to you live. Actually, cue the music. It's the Quarnies Quiz, presented by producer Mason Money Savage. And welcome to the 77th episode edition of the Quarnies Quiz. We have a new format today, ladies and gentlemen. No, we are taking the Quirnies quiz. I figured since Alex and I are going shopping for school supplies uh, on Friday, that oh boy. we should we should get to know the prices that uh, QOP offers us. So we're going to play a little prices right game. Um, so it is going to be we're going to take turns guessing uh, the Q the Quirnies Office Plus products closest to the correct price without going over gets a point. You know how this works, Tom? Have you watched? Bob Barker on prices, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't Drew Carey now? It is. Yeah. It's Drew Carey now, but yeah, it's, yeah, coming I'm good. I'm good. it's coming to Sebri. It's coming to Sebri, actually. It is. Um, Maria's going. So we'll show <laughs> oh, Maria. Price is right. <laughs> uh, so I think Price is right. We can actually, I think, Roberto, do you want to be in on this? I think you can do three. Oh, that'd be huge. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. All right. So our I'm first product sure. here. Um. So... We'll just start uh, Chimino, Tom, Roberto, and then we'll just kind of rotate through for first okay. guess. Okay. Okay. So Chimino, um, a single black Sharpie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> 
Hey, so all of you think of your prices. All of you think coming of your from two guys that worked at okay. school boards too. Two seventy five. Two seventy five. Uh, Tom. Three fifty. This is one singular sharpie. <laughs> no, locked in three fifty. All right, Roberto. I'm going one ninety eight. <laughs> Oh, wow. Unfortunately, none of you get a point here. A single Sharpie at QOP, so cheap, 169 oh, Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. They, almost four bucks. Quarney's is beating inflation. 8% inflation, Quarney's beating it. I, right, su- um, I swear a five-pack is like $7. I thought it was going to be like 15 Actually, yeah, my math is terrible. That would yeah, your math that'd still be a deal. Up. Jeez. Okay, let's, let's move on. <laughs> All right, our second product. So the order for guessing is going to go Tom Roberto Chimino here. So the order or the new item is uh, a Bic round stick ballpoint pen box One of twelve. Razor. So this is this is your kind of classic um, bulk pen. Yeah, yeah, man. This so is a so box hard. of twelve. A box of twelve, Tom. What what color? Uh, blue. <laughs> 250. Actually, not a bad guess because I I know those pens are just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go 474. Chimino. I'm going to go 555. (laughs) And again, QOP coming in under all the guesses at 199 for a 12. What? can we Bic talk round about, stick ball talk about how great of an ad read this is for Courtney's office? What? <laughs> All right. We don't even need to do the ad. Read. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Next item. So it's zero, zero. No one's got one, right? Um, Roberto, you're going to start. So this okay. is the Bic Matic grip mechanical pencils. So these are mechanical pencils with grip, not just <laughs> your basic mechanical pencil, not just those clear ones. These are the colored pack. Get the orange, the yellow. There's twelve. Okay, okay. More than one ninety nine. <laughs> twelve of them. I'm saying three thirty one. All right, Todd Chimino. Ninety nine cents. This is a twelve pack. Uh, Tom. Three fifty. And Tom, you get the first point of the. Uh, on the board here. So a 12 pack of uh, mechanical refillable pencils with grip made by Bic is $7.99. Oh, wow. That's still a great deal. Yeah. And how much yeah. were the pens? $1.99. Wow. I thought pencil would be cheaper. Pen- well, no, these are mechanical pencils with grip, Chim. You continuously yeah, reuse these. With grip. With grip is, right. the key, is the key. Yeah. So. It's one nothing for Tom, yeah, money guy, big bank guy. Okay, Chim, you get to start the order. We have three left. So this is a, a single Bic four-color retractable ball pen. It's oh, it's like this kind of pen with the like best. all these different. Single? Yeah, just one of them. Okay. How much is one four-colored multi-pen? 195. Tom. 149. 
Uh, guys, this is a pretty premium product. This is actually going to run you $3.99 at OP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Chimino, you get a point there. Like uh, one, one for Chimino and Tom, zero for Roberto. All right. Our next item this is one that the Adwell Golf and Country Club probably orders Dixon pre sharpened wood golf pencils, a box of 144 of the mini wooden pencils. How much do you think that runs you at QOP? Tom. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know where to start. 144. The box is probably about the size of this keyboard, maybe a little smaller. Yeah, I'm going to go 10 bucks. 10 bucks flat. 10 flat. Okay. That's a terrible guess. Roberto? Strategic. Why would you not go 9.99 or 9.98? Okay, so he gets it right then, bud. Keep going. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ten dollars and one cent. Yes, hilarious. <laughs> Man, I think it's much cheaper. I'll Probably. go. I'll go like. I'll go <laughs> seven seventy five. Uh, and again, this is a very premium product. Dixon makes awesome products. Corny's doesn't hold anything that isn't quality. This is a fourteen ninety nine box of. Uh, 144 pencils. So we're at 111. This is overtime, ladies and gentlemen. And I saved the best for last. <laughs> this final product, something that we've all used. This is the Dixon Large Pink Pearl Eraser. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, that, like the vintage one? The classic pink eraser. Roberto? Uh- a pack of them or a singular? No, a single. Uh, 78 cents. I don't know my eraser. Cost. Chimino? 55 cents. Tom. Let's see what kind of thinker Tom is. 275. $275? Ding, ding, ding. Roberto Bagnato with the comeback. A Dixon Large Pink Pearl Eraser is going to only cost you 99 cents. That QOP. Wow, Roberto. This is fixed. Wow. Show me the money, baby. Cool Tom, guy. 275 was outrageous. Yeah. Those, those yeah. are the best erasers ever. This, I don't know. You guys never watch prices, right? Strategically, if you're the last one, you just go a cent over. The... Yeah. yeah. You could have guaranteed... Oh, yeah. Sent, yeah. All right. Well, that was that's pretty much an ad read for QOP. Chimino and I are going there for back to school shopping. If you need back to school supplies, Elm Street. That's QOP. Right. Look for the yellow sign. We'll see you there Friday morning. 100%. 100%. And with that, let's head right into the four pack, Mace. What do we got? Four pack is pretty freaking good this week. Uh, we're we're going back to school, so we're we're kicking back to uh, the days when we would get our lunches packed for us. So our theme this week is school lunchbox items. When you picture in your lunchbox and that light turns on and it's just ah, what items are you wanting to see there? So, Mino, you were voted the best four pack out of all the last ones. 
so you can set the order. Okay. Oh. Uh, give me the bullet. Okay. I'll go Roberto. I'll go uh I'll go Tom and then Mason. Fuck. You want to go okay. last, you got double D. I don't want I didn't want to give Tom back to back. Um so sure. with the bullet, um I want to say I want to preface this by saying I had the best lunchbox on the planet if you know my mother. I was the guy that traded all my snacks with everybody. That's how good it was. You were that guy? I was that guy too. And I think the Same. GOAT, I think the GOAT, one of the greatest lunch snacks you could have as a kid, I, I think it's very hard to beat, is a fruit roll-up. I think fruit roll-up so good, is Jim. one of the so best good. snacks you could ever have. You get to race the kids, bring it all. You, you get to do so many activities where you could put it in a ball, you can eat it piece by piece. You could have the little puzzle cutouts. Exactly. Exactly. Fruit roll up. The goat. It's a great one. I'm up next. Roberto, you're next. I'm going to go Dunkaroos. Stop, man. I'm I'm done. I'm done. That was mine. That was mine. Dunkaroos are so elite as an adult. It is like an. Do everyone do yourself a favor? Go out there, buy yourself a box of Dunkaroos, and just like be pleasantly surprised when you go for like your little mid-morning snack, afternoon snack, and you grab a package of Dunkaroos. Okay, good pick, Roberto. This oh, one's that mine. was so good. This one's mine. I this thought I'd kind of... get that late, Chim. I don't know if you would have thought of this one for me, but I'm gonna go. Fetty Nothing cheese. better. Open up your lunch pail, and you see. The thermos. What's in the thermos? Ah. Alphagetti in the thermos. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Alphagetti. Mace knew what's up. Mace knew what's up. I had, I had thermos I, on my list. <laughs> I, I had Italian uh, Alphagetti. It was really good. I yeah. hated opening the lunch and you see the Ziploc bag with a ham and cheese and you're like, Mom, what the hell? Thermoses, man, the best. The thermos, yeah. Soup, alphagetti, you don't even know what's in there. Um, okay, I'm going to stick on that one with Tom because I don't want this one to get taken. But this one's up for debate. But this was my 1-1. One, one. Leftover pizza. The Ziploc bag, you open it up, you got two slices of toppers, Great Lakes yep. or Dawn's, just sitting there looking at you. You were, you just pumped. Know it, you were pumped to have yeah. You knew it. When you had pizza, it was it was in the lunch. Like that was the best. This is our best category because you knew best. there was pizza day coming that week too, so you doubled up on pizza. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, you the- know you're having pizza for dinner. That's strategic for the lunch is made for tomorrow too. Yeah. So I'm happy to get my one one uh, in the fi- in the last pick there. Ah, wow. Okay, and then I'm going to stick on the sweet side of things. This is one of probably the most frequently traded items on the schoolyard. A pack of fruit gushers. Oh. Oh my God. That was my, I didn't think, it, I thought it would get back to me. Gushers oh, is so man, good. Man, that hurts. That hurts. Did you guys like the, the red ones or yes. the blue ones or red, the multicolored red, pack? Red. Multicolored, I think. Multicolored, yeah. 
I love the blue, like the it, when you get the multicolor, the blue and the green. It's just like mm, uh, mm-hmm. the green's good. All right, Tom. Is it is it me? Yeah. Uh, gotta go with this, boys. I'm not sure if you guys are big fans, but I'm gonna go bear paws. Okay, huge, so good. Don't Did you get the brownie get... ones? I I liked on the yellow the yellow flavor, the banana kind, and the chocolate chip and the purple one. The birthday cake one that just came out the turquoise that is dynamite. Oh, I haven't tried that. I love the chocolate chip one or the brownie. Those two are yeah. the go tos. So I'm gonna go. I gotta secure that before that one gets taken because I do have a few other ones. But I'm not sure if you guys are gonna remember these ones. Okay. So. I'm up. I think. Yeah. I'm going with still. It's like the goat snack, especially afternoon snack. Goldfish. Yeah. Ah. Goldfish is on my list as well. Wow. This is not... so, so delicious. Have you guys ever tried the pretzel ones? Yes. Those are elite. I like the like... pizza. Oh, mm. yeah. I remember they didn't have the pretzel ones in like Canada. So we went to Florida and we got like, my mom was like, we have to stock up on these. These are the best. So I, for like a month would go to school with like pretzel goldfish and I would be like, what, where can I get those? And I'm like, sorry, you got to be part of the elite goldfish club. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, one, I think now as we're older, we don't think they're as good, but I think at the time, the way it was set up, it was really cool. I think Lunchables were awesome. Um, you had the crackers. You had your little Kit Kat bar at the end. Um, whatever you had, uh, kielbasa, ham. Um, I think those were elite, elite. I would even consider like the nacho with the salsa as a lunch. Oh, too. no. No, I like the, the Ritz and the little slice of ham. Jim, did you get Lunchables like as a kid? Like I remember, like uh, the I, odd, the odd. That's what he would I trade did. for. Never yeah. did. Yeah, trade you this to... beautiful lasagna for your lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, man, this is this is hard. Um, this gets really hard now. Cause I, I want to say just my mom's leftovers, but no, like that's not fair. I think. No, 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 no. You can't just say mother's leftovers. Um, you can say like leftover pasta, pasta. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of uh, heating stuff up. I just wanted it like ready to go. I only have an hour. I got to get to recess. You know, that's I wanted some quick. I'm with um, you, Jim, on that. Oh man, this is hard. Okay. Um, one thing that I had in my lunch quite often that was just kind of like it was there it wasn't your first choice but it was there it it it, it really served your purpose uh pepperettes pepperettes yes. were uh, yes. were huge were huge turkey european didn't matter Torinis, they were uh hot rods hot rods absolutely no pork rocket roberto okay i'm gonna have to describe this one a little bit you guys remember the uh the Ritz crackers, but the ones that came separately with cheese. the cheese that you spread on top. That, yeah, yeah. that was with the red little stick. Yeah, with the red it. stick. Uh, yeah. dude. I used to eat that whole cheese after, even no crackers left. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> get, get that little red twig out and just go to ham. Yeah. yeah. Good pick. 
Yeah, it's fine. And I'm bringing you guys back to the childhood dream. A little bit of protein, a little bit of flavor. You ready for this one? Tubes. Remember those, the yogurt ones? Dude, that's mm-hmm. a great, that's a great oh, pick. Yogurt a... tubes. Oh, those are so good. I would freeze mine so it was still yep. cold. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Dude, that's a great pick. Thanks, late, man. Late, that's a great pick. Wow. Wow. I was about to go that. I mean, <laughs> there's to... no way. There's no way I lose this one. That's such that was a huge one late rounds. That's like a pure angle seventh rounder. Okay, so this ah. Uh back to back right now okay i'm gonna say this one's kind of boring but it's a staple in almost every lunch uh a chewy bar yep mm, it's yeah true. staple staple. <laughs> staple always had a granola bar yeah i'd always muck that before lunch like at 10 o'clock when i go for my morning pee or something 100 <laughs> percent. and then Oh, I wanted yogurt tubes so bad. That would have been the perfect. I would have had every food group. Sorry, miss. So I'm going to stick with that. This is another uh, yogurt product. And maybe the most viral commercials uh, of my generation. The Yop or Yop. 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 Very similar to mine, but I'll give that to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it. It's a completely different. This is a drink. This is more of a liquid yogurt. Those were elite too. That's a great. Yeah, they were. They were. I think they. Those were, like, price point wise though. Never. I could never justify it to my mom. She'd be like, "No, you're not getting those." Yeah, Yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's like the same. Yeah. Wow, there's so many leftovers that I want to. My list is so long. (laughs) Okay, Tom, you're up. Um, I want to go with. End it off. The two pack of dad's cookies. Nice. Oh. I was thinking mini Oreos, but uh, dad cookies, seeing that yellow little label is good. Okay. My last one. I'm going to complete the complete the lunch. I'm going with Kool-Aid jammers. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> that should have been Dude. a first rounder. That no, should have been a first rounder. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> McCullough looked at my list and he's like, oh, Kool-Aid jammers weren't that good. So I was all in my head about it. Uh, Roberto, I'm not sleeping tonight that I forgot that. Are you dude, kidding? Kool-Aid, especially I, when I was younger, the blue, blue ones? the blue ones were in my veins. Like you could cut me open and like blue raspberry Kool-Aid jammer would come out of me. Delicious. Oh, dude. Do they make those anymore? And you oh, know yeah. what, Roberto? It was the worst when your mom would pack like the cherry ones or like oh, the ones yeah. you didn't like, and they packed it all the time. It's like, how don't you know which ones I like? <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Did you ever like get a kiwi. Kool-Aid jammer without a straw? Oh, oh yeah. That was and you're like, like a... I was always a good kid. I would always <laughs> stick it through the right spot, but a lot of people just jam it through the back, <laughs> through the bottom of the, the jammer. <laughs> Yeah, no, oh. I remember people going from the bottom up. Bottom. Dude, I'm just thinking now, Roberto, like juice boxes in general is such ah. a good pick. Like the yeah. minute made ones too, I'd, slam, I'd pack like three of those, slam them. <laughs> like you know, I was, I was thinking about you, like I used to have the iced tea boxes. I used to crush oh. iced teas. Juice um, boxes in general, man. But I'll go with one I think was a staple in everybody's lunchbox. Like people, 
had it all the time and it's rice crispy squares. I think yes. people used to hammer rice crispy <laughs> squares back in the day. We're just buzzing now also. <laughs> so so and I was between a couple. So my honorable mentions like fruit, cu- <laughs> fruit cups, like the peach cups. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jello, uh, vanilla put, vanilla chocolate pudding, the banana pudding, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. If if I would have said fruit by the foot, would you have rene- said pudding. no to that? Butterscotch. Isn't that fruit roll up? No, fruit roll up the, is the, the full, like the, the blanket looking me. one where fruit by the foot's the. The butterscotch pudding was so good. I I think of both of them as the same one. Mace. I guess yeah. That's why. Yeah, I, that, that's yeah. why I didn't go it. Mace, can we get a recap of everybody? Um, I love yeah, chocolate I'm still milk. Doing my honorable I feel like mentions. chocolate milk was chocolate milk was on my list. You buy. I was also going to say, a, did you ever show up with a can of pop and it was just like the coolest uh, thing in the classroom? The best. Milk. Like, yeah, day I got was the best. Right today. Milk day. Yeah. Milk day. Two milk days day a was week. the best. And then when you got the moo, remember you had someone would open up the moo, moo, and then he went like a free chocolate milk. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what about Halloween candy after oh, in, like yeah. the first week of November when you're getting handfuls of Halloween candy in there? All right, so a recap here. Chimino, your lunch bag is looking with a fruit roll-up. You have a Lunchable. You have some pepperettes and a Rice crispy Square. That's pretty good. That's balanced. Yeah. Roberto, you got Dunkaroos, Goldfish, <laughs> Cheese Dip with Crackers and the Red Stick. And Kool-Aid jammers, specifically oh, blue. Dude, I think going good. with a drink is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom's got Alpha Getty in a thermos. Rock hard. Bear, Kool-Aid bear jammers may have won the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yogurt yep. tubes oh. and dad's cookies. Okay. And then I'm going, I have leftover pizza, gushers, <laughs> granola bars, and a yop. You know what? This is our best four pack. You know what? You know what else is missed though? Did you guys just like getting a nice little cheese string? Like just like oh, cheese cheese string string was was, yeah, was always in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know what we should do is similar to when you guys played with like the four pack of clubs. Um, eat lunch for a week with just our four pack of lunch items. (laughs) (laughs) Tom already does that. (laughs) Hey, I come home and eat lunch. My, you know. I get left. I, Unless your grandma's most, home to cook you. No, lunch. no. Now that we're all older, I can finally say that all my lunches are leftovers. Like every single lunch I've had since I've started work. Roberto, it's got yeah, to be. Yeah, that's you got. And then you get strategic on it is when you make dinner. And Tom, one day you'll make dinner. Um, hey. You, you make that's... a little, like you always make extra. So you kind of guarantee leftovers for the next day. Yep. Oh my god, guys! My childhood Kool-Aid jammers, Roberto Bagnato. Oh, know that how. was so good, Kool-Aid jammers. I would, I, I would buy it. Pella talked me out of Kool-Aid jammers what, right at the start of the show. What was the clear bottle of like the fruit punch? But what was that brand? You know, like that little. Um, it wasn't like a juice box, but it was like actually like a circle lid that you can drink. But I remember it being like fruit punch, and it was the best. Oh, Sunny D. Remember Sunny Chubby? D. Oh, Sunny yeah, D. Sunny yeah. D. <laughs> we didn't even mention uh, Capri Sun too. Oh. Oh my god! <laughs> we we could have did a twelve pack there. I oh, I, honestly, I really like getting a ham and cheese sandwich too. Oh, no, I hated getting sandwiches. I came home and my I my garbage would be full of my sandwich because I just eat my snacks. I hate a bowl. <laughs> I was teaching at uh, an elementary school this year, and I watched this kid just take his like four of like, <laughs> the gushers, the dungaroos. <laughs> The rest <laughs> banana sandwich apple. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, 
was just like, dude, you like. Would your parents just throw in the whole thing, or would they chop it up for you and throw in the Tupperware? Uh, like my sandwich. No, like uh, like fruit, fruit and veggies. Oh, they were just. Uh, I would just get a a whole thing. Yeah, the apple with like a like wrapped in like a paper towel after it was washed, kind of thing. You know what was underrated too was like those like you know how Roberto said the cheese with the the crackers that came in, but like the ranch dip and and carrots. Like the packs that came like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah those were good. Do you guys? If you're doing this, do you ever see the kids that brought? Uh, <laughs> see the kids that brought a banana in a banana holder? <laughs> yeah, Brett, proof. Brett, Brett Jacqueline. I'm not kidding. I've never seen that. No, Brett Jacqueline in a in a container of like his banana was in a container. And oh Ritz my, cheese yeah. crackers, like the the Ritz like uh, sandwiches, the mini sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. You know what else Staple. we miss? Wel- Welch's. Oh, oh, I ate those. Yeah. Okay. Would you like Welch's or Mott's? Mott's. Uh, Brookside. Brookside uh, chocolate covered uh, blueberries. Akai berries. Yeah, Akai berries. Yeah. Those, yeah. Are so yeah. Good. those are a little more high school. Um, but yeah, that was a, that I was, was like a strict elementary school. For you know what else too is those little pa- like the mini Oreos or the mini Chips yes. Ahoy crackers and That's those what like, I mean. small packages. Yeah. Animal, uh, animal crackers. Animal crackers. Animal also crackers were really good. Yeah. Wow. What a what? four pack, Mace. This was a good one. What's yeah, the one had... with the teddy bear and it was like their honey or honey grams? Teddy grams. Teddy grams. Yeah. I think maybe oh, honey grams. I think there was te- teddy grams and honey grams. I think teddy grams were just like a, an animal cracker and then there was the honey version. Those were delicious. Even Ritz crackers. You know, those are Ritz, like, sort like obviously yeah. Ritz. Those were good too in a Ziploc bag. Crush those. What I would do to be like 10, yeah, like eight to 10 again, dude. Like, I mean, my, our, my, yeah, my, dude, my life was so mean, simple. Mean life. Lunch. Was, mean life lunch. was so simple. And we were still stressed. I was stressed when I got a brutal bologna sandwich, but my snacks were always good. Yeah, me and Themi running around the schoolyard in St. John's. Jim, you know next what, time you mate? come, next time you come over, ask my mom. I used to never eat my sandwiches. Like, yeah. they actually thought, like, like I would have to hide it in the garbage, dude. Like uh, another four pack mace school s- recess games. Oh. Maybe recess next week. games would be sick. Yeah, yeah. Boys, we are we. Are, this is an episode. Holy yeah, God. we're let's go ahead. Are we at two hours? <laughs> yeah, it's twelve. Oh my God. Wow, it, it does not feel like that. I just look at the clock right now. Mace I'm finds energy with us. Time. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we get into we miss it, let's talk to you about uh, Playmaker Hockey Academy for a second. So summer is wrapping up, but there's still time to get out with Yad on uh, on uh, the synthetic ice. Uh, it's one of the largest synthetic ice training services in Canada. Offers 15% resistance when skating, so you get to use those edges more than ever. Uh, Yad is available for private and group sessions, and it's available for any coaches and parents to rent as well. Playmaker Hockey Academy, love them. All right, we missed it. Um, boys, what uh, have we missed? Okay, so TFC update, Roberto, that was great. Um, you want to talk about just the Italians dominating TFC? They're I, so good. Be- Benedersky has six goals, um, which is nuts. He's been on two- the score sheet every game. Yeah. It's like, so what? They're, they're two points out of a playoff spot. Okay. Um, and they, there's what I think they got 
five games left. It's a 34-game season. Five games left, yeah. So base got to win out, I think. More, and they more. had a good game tonight. They tied against L.A., but they were up 2-1. Bernadeschi yeah. scored in the 81st on a PK, and then uh, somebody on L.A. scored a screamer from, like, 20 yards out. It was awesome. But um, their goaltending has been so bad. I don't know, Jim, if you watched the game where Bono let one in. It was, like, outside the box, and the guy shot it right at him, and it just, right. like, went through his hands. It right, was, like, right. a high school Sudbury goalie would make that save every time, and it just went, like, in. So, I don't know. They have – um, is it West Westwood or something like the Westenberg? other – Westenberg. He's awesome. I don't know why they don't like him at all. But That's anyways. weird. Anyways, really weird, but, yeah, added that to the we missed it part. Um, I went to Clarney Sunday boys, uh, very underrated. It is gorgeous there. Nice little hike, nice little lunch. Saw some American boats come in from the other side. Rich is rich. Um, Patty Kane is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf by Christmas. Calling it here first. Um, That's sure insane. What... Imagine that. You know what's about, great? uh, Shmino, you haven't talked to us about uh, your reelection either. Yeah. What the hell is that about? Yeah, so um, we're in I mean, thin air time here, but yeah, we are in garbage time. But yeah, <laughs> as everyone knows, uh, there is a municipal election coming up here. Uh, it's very important. I've talked to many of my friends that are like, why should we vote? Uh, it means everything to vote. Like, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain. That's the always my yep. my number one. Like, you you know, this is the reason why we have democracy. This is why you have to vote. Yep. Um, so municipal election is coming up. There's Obviously, the race for mayor, uh, which is getting pretty heated. The uh, there's council uh, positions, and these are the people that make the decisions about the CAD, blah blah blah. You know these types of decisions. Make sure who you're voting for. And then there's the school board elections, which I'm running in. I'm running to get reelected for uh, Zone Five, wards nine and ten for Sudbury Catholic. So excited that I am in a race. So I was acclaimed my first time around at 18 years old. I'm here running uh, in a full-on campaign. Signs are coming soon. Cards are coming soon. If the boys want to come hand out stuff with me, you're more yep. than welcome to. I'm not summoning you to it. If you'd like to volunteer and come out for sure. Um, huh. and we'll, hammer, we'll hammer out uh, War 9 and 10. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to actually be a part of a campaign um, for it and see some it's getting you some. It's it. getting you prepped for the actual big stage in a couple of years. So. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say so. The mayoral race is huge right now. So. You have Brian Bigger, who's been uh, here for two terms right now. Um, he won with, I want to say, 20% of the vote last time. And that's not a lot. Like 20% of people who voted, I think 44% of Sudbury population voted. I don't know if I'm pulling that number out of the sky, but I feel like it was around there. Paul Lefebvre is probably the biggest, should be the front runner. Like if you're doing betting odds, he should be like minus 1,000 to win this thing. He's the former MP liberal um he's got the french connection he should be able to win this thing i would say by a landslide so i that's my thoughts going into the first start so for people who don't know how to vote it's very easy you can either vote online from october 14th to 24th so you have 10 days to vote online that's why i did last time it's very easy if you're old school there's um there is advanced polls on, I want to say it's October October 12th and 22nd. 
um, at various locations. It's all on the, the city's website. And then election day is October uh, 24th. There's 26 locations where you can go and vote. Um, so it's very, there's very, there's a ton of options to vote. Go and do it. Go and vote. Very important. Roberto. Two things. First thing, um, we should host a debate on a, a BTB live, maybe YouTube channel. Uh, That's and, not a bad idea at all. And second thing, um, we need to host a party for election day. 2000% for like Chim's watch party. So we got to get both of those in the works. Don's pizza. Maybe could, for sure. We can set it up at Don's. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I'm down. I'm down for it. Absolutely. I'm I'm in. I live in lively. Can I vote for you? No. no. Oh, Mm. Do you know what ward it makes you? You're right on the border of my ward and lively. You're you. I would say you're right on the border. I think you're. I think you're lively though. I'd have to check. Voters voters list comes out uh, tonight. I think so. Okay. Check that. Yeah, I'll be checking that. Garrison boys, sorry. You can't, yeah, it's you okay. Can't yeah. Me, but you it's can, okay. You buddy. can still come and help out. Um, speaking speaking of garbage time, how about friend of the show? What I thought was a, a full time listener. Seems to only be a part-time listener, Brett Jacklin. I'm golfing with him. And he's like, hey, you uh, you put the Post Malone song back as the outro because he was one of the first people to compliment on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, it's been the outro for almost a year now, I think. <laughs> uh, glad glad you listened all the way to the end. He's like, yeah, no, I can't stand Tom's last two minutes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, that, seg- that segment changed. No problem, Brett. Yeah. Um, I know he, speaking he still of, thinks it's here. Speaking of Brett, uh, we talked about this at dinner. Western students has to have to get a booster to be on campus. Like this is the biggest. This is like a twenty minute conversation on their day. But, yeah, for sure. There, there's a lot of stuff that you know we can get really political about. Yeah, um, yeah. People are gonna have their opinions. I think. I've been having are... better Timmy's coffees, Roberto. By the that's way, good. I want to leave that out. I don't want to leave that That's good out. to hear, Tom. Better ones, dude. I have not. I had like debatably the worst iced coffee from like it was my own fault it was like an en route from one of the 300 times i was on the highway <laughs> in the last month literally so bad i couldn't finish it yep That's I, I have and i'm so like i'm the least picky guy i'll just drink it i was like i can't drink this it was terrible I, I don't care that it's gonna be bad but make sure the goddamn lid's on right because i wore a white shirt the other day to work all over me first sip like really that sucks you know, because it wasn't on, it was leaking, dripping, like it wasn't even like full. So, anyways, that's, that's it. That's all I got for you. Okay, boys, anything else? A couple other small things I uh, I put for, we missed it. Jared Stahl, former Subway Wolf, named assistant uh, coach of the Charlotte Checkers in the American League. Um, and then big OHL trade. Um, yeah. Fifth overall pick from like the most recent draft. You don't see that too often, but shocker going to the London Knights, Sam Dickinson. So, that's yeah, a, he said he wasn't going to report to Niagara. He's going to USHL. Eh? So yeah, so seven draft picks. Classic yeah. London. Yeah, so now, yeah, so now Niagara recoups their like thirty picks that they had lost for yeah. how many scandals they've been a part of in the last like two years. So yeah, yeah. There, yeah. You there you go. Um, okay. Well, I think that uh, that's going to wrap up here, ladies and gentlemen. Episode seventy-seven. It's a long one, but it's been a while since the boys have been together. Thanks to Scott Miller for coming on, chatting about uh, his book. Go buy it. It's September 24th, Latitude, I believe it's Latitude 46 uh, publishing. You can go and buy it. It'll be, uh, you can pre-buy it now too if you'd like. 
Um, so yeah. Uh, and uh, that's going to do it for episode 77. Take care, everyone. We'll see you for 78. Chat soon. To the moon.
thought that I would never calm down Just last night we was going so hard But now I can't feel my heart Hey, yeah, let me down easy Don't let me down rough Don't let me go to sleep Getting up is gonna be tough That was all acting sleazy They all said I was one And with any damn luck I'ma wake up with the sun Hope I wake up with the sun this morning I hope I wake up with the sun